1: ladies and gentlemen welcome to the epic podcast introducing your hosts nelson lugo and Schaefer the dark lord ladies and gentlemen from the spacious and beautiful studio 6c in astoria queens this is episode five of the epic podcast i'm your
0: host nelson lugo and I am your other Hossie for the Dark Lord.
1: That that was beautiful, actually. Thank you. That was actually
0: uh, amazing. You... I have never <laughs> sung Auld Lang Syne like ever. This is your first time. Yeah, I, I mean, I know the one line that everybody knows. I see. I
1: see. I, I actually had to learn that song for a couple of New Year's Eve parties that I had to that I performed at a few years ago. So, did
0: you have to sing a solo?
1: Oh god, no. No, no, but I had to lead I had to lead the crowd. And because the people who booked me knows for a fact that no one knows the words to these songs, they paid me to learn the song and I had to lead the crowd in singing it.
0: Huh? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, in this month's episode, we are going to recap the events of 2012. 2012, the year that was the year of the <laughs> Dude, the best of times, the worst of times. I can honestly say that 2012 was the best of times, <laughs> slash, the worst of times. I, I have had a dynamic year.
1: Yeah, it's like, I mean, looking back on it, like the first thing that pops into my head is all the crap that I had to deal with this year. um But then once I give it a second, like, oh, yeah, and I remember I did that, and that was amazing, and that was fun, and that was a good thing. But ultimately, like, like half of my year has been dealing with just really shitty luck and 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 really negative stuff, and then the other half of it was just dealing with all kinds of really wonderful things that caused me to do more work, basically. Um, but yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy year, up and down, all over the place.
0: It has. There's a there's a lot to cover. A lot happened this year. A lot of. Uh... A lot of shared experiences that we had that we can talk about as we, oh hell yeah, as we break down 2012 month by month and talk about the uh, events that were important to us. Yeah, and and let's talk about that because they are events that are important to us. No guest right this is a, this is a, a a host
1: show a a show with nothing but the host where we get to talk about all the crazy, stupid things that happened this year um, that i 'm sure also happened to you we 're going to be talking about uh, movies and video games and comic books and and stuff that happened in the world uh, all over so these are these are common experiences that we all have this year, and we can also share in the
0: memories and bask in the glory and groan
1: at the crap.
0: Rest assured when we return with our next episode, we will have guests again. But I, I thought in the interest of us recapping what was important for the year, oh, sure. I didn't want some third personality in here with opinions and <laughs> ideas, hogging is, up all the microphone time. Now, at so many of the things that, that, that <laughs> we enjoyed this year, we enjoyed them together and I didn't want to make anybody feel like a third wheel. So
1: that's true. That's no
0: true. guests.
1: And we only, also, we only have the two microphones. And so, you know, we would have to end up sharing a microphone eventually. And
0: well, we've done that. I mean, no, I don't, we, I don't we mind. We shared a mic when, when Stella Chu was well, here. Well, I
1: don't. Mind that when we have guests, because that's sort of expected. But you know, I like I like my microphone. I not I don't like giving it a power. I
0: like having my own microphone too. Yeah. Um. So where do we start? We start with what January of twenty twelve. Uh, I want to tell you how my twenty twelve started, and okay. by by how it started, I mean January first. Oh, dear. this is how this year started for me. I woke up on New Year's Day, biblically hungover, and. Look, this is saying. Wait, something. hold on. Is it? Was I with you? Was this that? Was it? Was this the rooftop party? What happened was on New Year's Eve last year. We went yeah. to a rooftop party in Brooklyn. Yes. at the home of burlesque performer Jenny Sequoia.
1: Yes, which I showed up to later in the evening.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, I stayed there rather late. Um, and look, I've you guys. I've been around the block <laughs> a few times. I've 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 had a few hangovers. I have felt crappy the following day for decisions that I have made the evening before. I'm no stranger to all of that. But this one was magical. Like, oh, dear. It was like college freshman levels. Oh, like, dear. I, I woke up. And vomited and went back to bed and woke up and vomited and just kind of repeated this process like every 45 minutes until like 6 p.m. the following day. Felt horrible. (laughs) Hated every cell in my body. (laughs) Hated every decision I had made up until that point. And it was because that experience was so bad. That is what inspired me to get clean and sober in 2012. Yay. How's that working out for you? Well, I mean, I made it to January 3rd, <laughs> but January 2nd was a day of clarity. I see.
1: I see. Uh, you know what? I mean, that night too was a pretty epic night for me because that, that night started, um, there was a, a, a woman in my life who we had dated and I'm not going to mention her name because I don't want to embarrass anyone or call anybody out on the carpet. Um, but we stopped dating because of in, irreconcilable differences, essentially. Um, and it didn't necessarily end well. It, it was a, it was a, it was a pretty sort of sore and bitter breakup. Um, and then months and months go by. And, and so she kind of reached out to me and wanted to be my friend. And I was like, oh, great. I'm all for being friends, but it was a very tentative sort of friendship. You know, I, you know, I was a bit, you know, she was a bit sort of untrusting. I was a bit untrusting, but we were, we were working towards something eventually. Um, this, she gets tickets to go see Gogo Bordello and I have never seen Gogo Bordello live. And so she invites me to come along, and automatically, I think this is a bad idea because we hadn't actually met face to face yet. we'd just been talking on the internet talking on the phone, and I didn't want our first time together to be this really like awesome concert event. Um, so I said, no, and she spent the better part of a few days talking me into it, and I said, fine. I mean finally, I just kind of I, I, I thought I was being silly and being a little too overprotective of myself, and I said, "Fine, let's do this um, but, you know, what, 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 so, you know, let me, we need to come up with a plan B in case, you know, something goes a little wrong and we rub each other the wrong way. We you know, can, can we come up with a plan B escape plan so that everybody knows what to do? Sure. She said, God, don't be silly. That's, that's just, don't worry about it. I'm, I want to spend time with you. I just want to go see the concert. I don't want to go by myself. And I'm like, ah, fine. So we get there and I see her in line immediately. It's uncomfortable. Because we hadn't seen each other since we broke up, you know what I mean, and so there was a lot of latent stuff still lingering around. Um, I, I was, I was more than willing to let it go and just enjoy the evening for what it was. She wasn't. Um, <laughs> she kind of brought up some stuff that was old, lingering business. Was this while gogo bordello was performing? No, this was prior to the opening act. <laughs> so we're standing there when we have choice choice places in the fucking room like right up against the front gate right in front of the stage i mean so close you could probably see the sweat and spit flying off these people and then she and i and i'm trying to avoid all of this conversation because i know it's going to lead to a fight i just know it is so i'm trying to downplay it i'm trying to like move past it and then ultimately she just kind of corners me and i answer something that she doesn't doesn't want to hear and we have a fight right there and then the opening band plays How many opening acts were there? I don't know, uh, to be honest, Um, because I left halfway through the opening band set. Wow. She basically yells at me, and I shut down. And so I'm just kind of standing there, paralyzed, because I don't know what to do. Like, I can't be here with her because she's being very aggressive with me. and um, But at the same time, I don't want to leave either, because I want to be the dick who left this woman by herself...
0: On New Year's Eve at a rock show. On New Year's Eve
1: at a rock show. You know what I mean? So I'm conflicted. I don't know what to do until finally, like halfway through the set, she knows, she sees that I'm uncomfortable. She sees that I don't know what to do. And she says, well, you can leave if you want. I take that as my cue and I get the fuck out of there. And Mm -hmm. then I find out where you are and go to Brooklyn to this rooftop party where I get fucked up.
0: I remember you Uh, showing up.
1: And I mean, there's all kinds of drama that kind of happened after that, but that was the start.
0: That's how your 2012 started. That's how
1: my 2012 started basically wow um, it was uh, it was conflicting on many on many many levels
0: you had the emotional equivalent then of of the uh, sort of toxic physical uh yeah uh, version yeah, yeah. Of what i experienced yeah to start my year and i found this with every year i never remember things that happened in january and i feel it's because i spend four weeks recovering uh <laughs> so if if there were comic books or video games or movies or television shows that happen in january right uh, no, i've written some notes for this okay i got nothing i mean look i i, I there was a show that I was in the, in that month. There's uh, our friend Francine, who's a burlesque performer who produces a series of shows called oh, The right, Pink right, Room, right. Yes, which yes. are David Lynch themed burlesque shows. In January 2012, she did the Miss Twin Peaks pageant, which is based on episode 28 oh, yeah. of Twin Peaks. Yeah, uh, and I hosted that as in character as Agent Cole. <laughs> That's all I remember: vomiting for <laughs> vomiting for 12 hours and uh, dressing up like David Lynch and hosting uh, a movie show. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Uh, well, and of course, uh, January was a month that was marked with tragedy in the community. What's up? It was the month that we lost Triforce Mike.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a very sad, sad time for a lot of people that I knew. So it,
0: it was a, it was a very rough start of the year for. You well,
1: I know, I, I i i've I've uh, uh, I've been to Orlando a number of times this year, and I've spoken to a lot of people who knew Triforce Mike better than I did. And I kind of, like, I wish I knew him better. Like, I only knew him minimally. Like, I, I met him in Nerdapalooza very briefly um, the past two years. Not this year, obviously, but the, the two years, the other two years I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we spoke, but he was always just so busy running around doing all kinds of things and we never really had a chance to talk. Um, and he's just one of those guys that I just, I wish I'd known better, you know? And everybody I know who knows him said, yeah, you guys would have gotten along. You guys would have been fucking instant best friends.
0: But it it seems like just a ridiculous thing to even say to our audience because you all already know this but yeah. it's, it's still worth noting that Triforce Mike was a really solid dude. He was. And he was he was a guy's guy and he's still missed.
1: Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Uh, I uh while I was in Orlando, I got to see the roadside memorial that they have for him and it's it's this it's this white bicycle that's right. been that's been pimped out with like reflective tape and flowers and notes and cards and and it's it's like triple padlock to this one like road sign and you know it's pretty i mean it's it's pretty impressive when you see it in the day but when you drive by it at night it is this, like <laughs> it is like a light at the end of the tunnel it is so bright when your headlights hit that thing it glows and it glows brighter than anything else on the road it's it's just it's a wonderful thing to behold That's, and a great tribute to a pretty great man
0: that seems fitting
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: I'm sorry to keep things on a bummer note now, but oh. but moving into February yeah. of 2012, yeah. uh, the community also lost MC Gigahertz. Oh, that's
1: right. Um, you know, I uh, admittedly- I don't think
0: you met- I MC, never met him. I think he stopped going to, he was the first two years that I went to Nerdapalooza, 08 yeah. and 09, he was at both of those. And we became friends pretty much immediately. Wow. And I really, really liked that guy. It was a rough couple of months. Cause I, t- I took that news pretty hard too. I really. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. I remember
1: still kind of like reeling from Triforce when I heard the news about this other guy, and it's like, damn, you know, like someone else whom I never really got to meet, and I'll never get to meet.
0: But th- you, you know? are friends with this whole community yeah. of people that all exactly. You know, uh, Josh was a really good guy.
1: Uh, oh yeah, these these both both of these uh, lovely gentlemen will be sorely missed.
0: Um, so maybe that's why 2012 was so complicated because it started with so much tragedy <laughs> and, it
1: was it was yeah, and it was and, and,
0: a... and vomiting yeah and 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 tears it wasn't all it wasn't all sadness in February 2012 because I know something that happened that you were really excited about what the New York Giants won the Super Bowl is that a is that a is that one of those
1: Sports things that uses a ball. You can't even pretend. Not is even it, for like l- hometown pride Is it ball is that is that ball sport?
0: I think it was Doc Awkward. <laughs> he had a tweet that uh and 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 uh, I could be wrong. If somebody else wrote this tweet, or yeah. if Doc didn't, I yeah. apologize yeah. for having this wrong. I'm sure somebody out there will correct this for us. But I believe he had a tweet that said something like it was in the Super Bowl this year was um New York Giants and uh the New England Patriots. And uh he had a tweet that was something like, Oh, excellent. New York and Boston are competing in a sports contest again because that always happens. <laughs> uh, Look, I'm not even a big football fan, but I get ex- I get interested. Know, yes, you are. You're a football fan. I'm not a huge. Fo- I'm not watching right now. I wait. Like when we get like postseason playoffs, I'll start watching and I'll pick a team and I'll get invested. And sure. it was exciting to be a part of. You know our. City's football team winning the the winning the Super Bowl that was it was exciting and I because I watched you know several weeks leading up to that and I I felt invested in it. I felt some pride in it too
1: well so yeah great
0: until oh what the happened? following Tuesday what happened? see I have a day job and it's on Wall Street sure lower oh Manhattan. the ticker tape they have a ticker tape parade <laughs> for Eli and the boys I which fucking is what the hate. rock band is called
1: I hate ticker tape parades so I really what do. they do
0: is And it starts at like nine, 10 o'clock in the morning. They get like, they just take buses and trains and ferries and they fill them up with everybody from Long Island and Staten Island and everywhere outreaching. And they just, they shove them in there in their blue jerseys and just fill them full of beer, just like up to the. (laughs) fucking eyeballs, and then they dump them down into the narrowest, most (laughs) labyrinth-like portion of Manhattan Island, set them loose on the streets, (laughs) encourage them to cheer with all of the sports team pride they can muster, and create the single worst day of commuting of the year. It's... Uh, getting well, off that any, train is like walking into what my nightmares look like. Well,
1: there's usually at least one, if not more, ticker tape parades in a year, given, like, you know. Yeah, if-
0: well, they might have ticker tape parades, but they aren't all for the Super Bowl champions of your. Well, no, no,
1: but uh, but all ticker tape parades are, by definition, the most horrible thing you can inflict on a city.
0: I don't know. I think if you gave a ticker tape parade to, say, a recently elected mayor, I don't think at the end you'd have a bunch of goons from Jersey (laughs) turning cars over. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fair enough.
1: You may have a I will concede that point, but I think ticker tape parades just by and large, I I just think are just awful.
0: Anyway, I'm still seizing on that win because they don't have a shot this year. They are a disaster. A
1: shot year. A shot at what? Exactly?
0: All right. We're done talking about football. Okay. So everybody, you can like come back.
1: <laughs> right. Tune back in. All all five of you we lost. In
0: February, Nelson yeah. Lugo launched a new branch of the Epic Win brand with a show called The Spoken Nerd. Oh, God. I was hoping you wouldn't talk about this. It was his spoken word uh, storytelling show. Yeah. It was really good. The first one was also, it was really good. The show didn't. No. all. Well, to be fair. All of the shows were really good. I was entertained wildly by that show. Right. Uh, unfortunately, it just didn't really find the same audience without well, I mean, without the, naked people.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, the, basically the concept is is that, you know, this new sort of uh, burgeoning popular art form called storytelling, um, aka the moth uh, primarily, um, and I wanted to I guess, you know, g- 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 provide that form of entertainment to what I believe is an audience that is underserved by most pieces of entertainment like that, live entertainment like that. Sure. Um, and so in my arrogance, in my, um, in my naivete, I thought I could bring storytelling to, you know, people who define themselves as nerds or geeks or dorks.
0: I don't um, think it was arrogance or naivete. I think you did an experiment. Well, yeah. Hindsight makes you think that you were arrogant. <laughs> it was a good idea. Uh, no, it wasn't a good idea. For no, it. you're only saying that because people didn't go to it. When well, you when you did the first show, you thought it was a good idea. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, like, it 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 it, it,
1: it failed financially. Um, people just did not show up to see these shows. It's and, damn shame
0: because it was a good show.
1: Um, and you know, and the theater people in in, in a theater that, seat, that seats about sixty people. Like the most people I had in any given show was like 35. And the theater kept telling me, oh, no, that's good. That's good. Are you kidding me? Some other shows only get like, you know, 10 or 20. Uh, But like I'm used to doing epic win shows where we're selling out 100 seat theaters with people like sitting in the aisles or laying down on the carpet or putting seats on the stage. And so coming from that slant, I was spending more money on the spoken nerd shows called The Spoken Nerd. Uh, than I was making, and ultimately I just couldn't do it anymore financially. Um, but yeah, it was it was I guess I, I mean at the time it was a noble attempt, but it just it it just failed miserably.
0: Speaking of theater, in yeah. February 2012, I saw. The best show on Broadway that I saw all year. Oh,
1: right, you saw. By uh, which I mean,
0: I saw the only show that I saw on Broadway <laughs> all year.
1: it was that the Book of Mormon.
0: It was the Book of Mormon. Yeah, yeah. Trey Parker and Matt Stone's masterpiece. Uh, it's freaking wonderful. It it deserves its hype. Um, my I, favorite I, thing I, about this show no. is that it won a Tony yeah. last year yeah. or in 2011. It won a Tony for Best Musical. Yes. Best musical Yeah The Tony The most esteemed award Given to theater Quite prestigious It features a song Entitled Fuck God in the Ass (laughs) (laughs) It's a wonderful show
1: Yeah I
0: I would see I haven't seen it You know what I would see every show That's on Broadway If the tickets weren't You know $300. $300.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's cost prohibitive of me to watch anything on Broadway. There, I mean, there was a time in my life where I was going to a Broadway show a couple of times a month. How? But that was like, that was when I first moved to New York. Would you like, used to be a drug dealer before I knew you? <laughs> no, no. Uh, this was back in like 95, 96, 97. Oh,
0: those were simpler times. Yeah, I mean. The golden with, age of man, 95. Like, well, you
1: could, get, you could get like standing room only tickets for like 20 bucks. You know what I mean? You could get a seat. On a, on an off night, like a Tuesday, for like you know forty bucks, it wasn't. I that... wouldn't buy
0: that. <laughs> like, I wouldn't stand for two and a half hours.
1: No, you know it's not that bad. It's but the thing is, you could get a seat on an off night, like a Tuesday night or a Sunday matinee, for like forty bucks, and it's still you know it's you still get great. a seat. That's
0: fine. Yeah, I am not buying an SRO. Yeah, but, but there was I mean but but
1: uh, but there I'm was not some
0: common villager. <laughs>
1: Shut up! <laughs> but something happened, like right before we got into the aughts right before we got like 98 99 where ticket prices just doubled yeah. for no reason whatsoever they just doubled um
0: 11
1: and- <laughs> hadn't happened yet
0: yeah <laughs> shut up 9 11 happened at the beginning of the aughts. what are you talking about right yeah
1: well whatever um you blame everything on nine eleven. you racist
0: um just i just don't ever forget
1: never forget no. uh but yeah Um, I, it's, that's one of the shows I wish I could afford to see, but I can't, so.
0: Speaking of 9-11, I have been watching the World Trade Center grow into the largest, tallest building in the Western Hemisphere before my very eyes. I work, work, work I work near there there and I, I walk by every day, uh, pretty much all year long. I walk by and I look at the building. You just see the progress? I just stand there and I look at it and then I walk around and. Listen to Gene Gray in my headphones, and <laughs> but I do walk over there every day, and I look at the World Trade Center, and I can also see it from the windows here in Studio Six C. True, and I have been watching it slowly crawl up the skyline, and it's nice. pretty spectacular. It's going to be a great building. I can't wait. Um, and also in February, we lost Whitney Houston.
1: <gasps> Whitney Houston. Now you and I actually, this is a point of contention between you and I. What do you mean? Well, because you know my my stance is. Like, yes, it's a tragedy that she died.
0: It's a total tragedy Absolute that she died. Absolute
1: tragedy that she died, but it was self-inflicted.
0: That's, yeah, now, yeah, there is there is a point that we are...
1: I know, to. there's a point that, you know, you, you and I, if we let ourselves, we'll argue about
0: this. Right. Um I found a lot of that was kind of going on on the internet when, when she died. A lot of people were posting, like, what, well, you want me to feel sorry because... Because some drug addict died, like nobody shoved those drugs de- into her right, mouth, right? Uh, and, you know, and, and I th- feel that that's an easy perspective to have for somebody with no experience with uh, substance abuse or chemical dependency.
1: Well, that's not that's not entirely true in my life. I mean, I come from a long line of twelve steppers. You know what I mean? And I've seen the ravages of what drugs and alcohol can do to not only the individual but but families by
0: and large. You know what I mean? And those are two civilians. Yeah. Not the most famous person on the planet. No, I get it. Not she. Not that she was when well, she died. Well, she but wasn't when she
1: died. But And
0: her heyday, yeah. like bodyguard era. Oh,
1: hell yeah. yeah she yeah. was the I biggest guess, celebrity. I guess, you know what I mean? Like, yes, it's an absolute tragedy. And my and my sympathies continue to go out to all of her friends and family and loved ones that she left behind because I'm sure they're still mourning for her as well. I just can't find it, find too much sympathy for her. You know, she had every opportunity in life. She had every resource and every available um, sort of reach out and help option available to her.
0: She also had every camera in the world pointed at her and every vampire toxic person not, trying to get not into her she life. when It's was a, a lot of pressure. She was a, pressure. a
1: recluse by the time that shit happened. Like nobody cared for several years by
0: the time she oh. passed away. Oh, well then she should have just stopped all of her drug addictions. Just no, like that. Boom. no,
1: not at all. Look, yeah,
0: we're not going to talk about this. <laughs> I'm never. I'm not going to ever have an argument with you about, about drug addiction, uh, because
1: <laughs> no. And look, I'm not, like, look, I don't want to oversimplify the matter. This is a point that we're going to disagree on. Absolutely. But the fact that she died was very, very uh, a poignant moment of that year of the of this year, and and I'm sorry she's gone. You know, and I'm sorry that you know uh, there'll never be an opportunity for her to create more art again because I really liked her
0: music a lot. Good. I agree with that. Yeah. I I loved Whitney Houston. Yeah. In March of 2012. March. Fuck. A bunch of things happened, but yep. one thing that I'd really like to point out is that Epic Win Burlesque produced a show called Batman Returns. Oh, it yeah. It was a sequel to our 2009 show, which was Holy Shit Batman. Right. This was Holy Shit Batman Returns. <laughs> yes. Bigger show, more acts, new numbers. It was a ton of fun.
1: Oh, my God. The birth of STP. This show <laughs> featured the birth this, of Schaefer the Puppet. Yes. Schaefer the Puppet was born... Uh, for this show, created for this show,
0: created in a lab, right, for the benefit of this show, to <laughs> perform a duet with me, right, uh, while Nelson Lugo was dressed as the ventriloquist, the Batman villain,
1: right. Uh, that was a good time. That was a, that was a really was a good really time. good time. Also,
0: that was my Epic Win swan song as yes, producer. Yes, that was your, that was
1: your farewell show as a, as a producer. Now, yeah. look,
0: I am obviously clearly still involved in Epic Win in some capacity. Yes, I am currently co-hosting a podcast called the epic pie in which we talk about everything that's going on with epic win no, i i that's not all we talk about. i have guest hosted um i guess just oh two i've guest hosted two epic win shows this year yeah i just don't do any of the business anymore no I, no no. I you're know, not you're not involved in any of the day-to-day minutiae i make no business decisions no. i do i i I retired you are, as producer. You are nothing more than a hired gun. I am a point. hired gun. To yes. be. I am a mouth. Yes. <laughs> you pay me to talk.
1: I pay you to show up, introduce some ladies and or gentlemen, and then you go home. That's it. That is the beginning and end of your responsibility.
0: And my spot was filled by original um, cast member. Yeah, she was a founding uh, cast member. Mary yeah. Sin. Mary Sin. Speaking of Epic Win, yeah. in March, Epic Win Burlesque produced a show. and In fact, Mary Sin produced a show. Oh is this the it was her uh, first solo the, show. Is this the firefly she show? She had a Firefly themed show. Nice oh that yeah. Now, yeah. Look. I never saw Firefly. Okay, I missed out on it. When I went, when I go to like nerd events or conventions or something, and people are wearing those like little knitted caps that are like yellow and orange, (laughs) like I don't get it. I never got it. When people would say they would post on their Facebook statuses that they're a leaf on a wind, I didn't get it. I never got any of those references. Well, hold on, and I didn't care. I'm not done. It was a packed house, and everybody's howling at all these references that went over my head. But it was it was a really infectious energy, and. It made me curious. It made me finally go, look, maybe it is time that I watched a 10-year-old Fox <laughs> science fiction <laughs> Western. So I watched. I went to the show, and then I came home, and then I pretty much plowed through the entire series and the movie yeah. in a weekend. Sure. And since then, this year, I have watched the entire series and the movie like three times oh, sure. over. Yeah, so yeah. in a way, I would have to say that my favorite television show
1: of, of t- 2012 <laughs> 2012 is Joss Whedon's Firefly because
0: I'm a Johnny come lately but man uh, that stuff was good I went and got the graphic novels Oh no I know I oh, yeah it's you went you went uh, you became a brown coat almost hardcore. overnight There was like a period uh, of of like 2 weeks where I didn't I don't think I listened to anything other than Adam Warrock, <laughs> Michael Kills Brown Coats mixtape which is if if
1: you have not downloaded uh, Adam Warrock's free Firefly mixtape you are doing yourself a great disservice because that is a fantastic
0: as album. far as I'm cons- I, as far as I'm concerned that should be <laughs> required uh, that should be required yeah. supplemental materials yes. to your firefly experience you watch the shows yes you watch the whole series yes watch the watch, movie you watch serenity then you read the graphic novels and you listen to Adam Warrock's mixtape
1: because yeah if, if if you are a brown cope uh, and in any way shape or form Adam Warrock's uh firefly which I will put in the the show notes for this it's, first of all, it's free, so you have no you have no excuse not to download it. But it it was a constant play on my in my headphones for oh a very my long time.
0: God, the song with Jesse, "Dangerously Out of Gas," oh. which is based on my favorite episode, "Out of Gas."
1: So good, so good. I'm
0: gonna listen to it when you leave. I haven't listened to it in a while, so I'm gonna listen to it when you leave. <laughs> also, in March, I made my third consecutive annual appearance at the South by Southwest Music Festival in Austin, Texas. Yes, you did, and I had the best time this year than I have previously. I, I have a little bit more fun every year, and I also stay a little bit longer Yeah. each year. Well, you it, you
1: just confirmed not too long ago that you're going to be at this South by Southwest.
0: Yes, I will be at South by Southwest... In 2013. 2013. Sweet. Um, and it's great, and I get to see a lot of my friends. I get to see a lot of the my Canadian rapper friends, the Backburner crew. Right. Um, oh, nice. More or Less, Fresh Kills, Jesse Dangerously, oh my God, Word Burglar. Uh Timbuktu, Ghetto Sox, all those guys, but then I also get to see MC Front a lot and Whitey Cracker and Lars and Adam Warrock and How come they don't hire me to go? Um I am a magician. You well, I I can, see, here's I can what they do, do I can do
1: all kinds of wonderful magic between the bands. Here's what they do. What?
0: At the beginning of the of the the, the window of time, yeah, uh, the South by Southwest is the first few days. It's interactive, sure. So it's all like software yeah, apps, yeah. Yeah. things like that. Yeah. Uh, then there's the the music portion, sure, where all of the bands play, right? And then and then the next segment is the film section, where right. like all of the the film screen, and then the uh, magician uh, sideshow uh, yeah. variety section yeah. uh, doesn't exist.
1: I don't I don't like you very much. Yeah.
0: Good gravy. All right, fine. What, can we get off March already? You don't know One last thing that happened in March, since and then I'm, I'm done tooting my horn for the month. <laughs> okay. uh, in March, uh, I also I appeared on the <gasps> that's right on a television series called Oddities, Oddities. Uh, a reality show that surrounds a shop of curiosities in the East Village called sure. Obscura, yeah. in which I purchased a monkey spine and brain for eight hundred dollars.
1: I'm looking at it right now, and it is a stunning.
0: It's an exquisite piece
1: it? it is It's a monstrosity I remember when
0: I remember when the episode aired Yeah uh, Some people commented On my Facebook wall But it was Nina Talley Who's one of the organizers Of Nerdpalooza I love Nina She Talley. had the best comment Of all of them She posted on my wall $800 for a monkey spine Schaefer is the 1% It's true You are the 1% I am not the 1% I am not rich you guys <laughs> I just have really Questionable tastes And I am bad with money
1: True, true. You know how many CDs had to be torrented for him to afford the monkey spring?
0: <laughs> Please don't torrent my stuff.
1: <laughs> you discovered Firefly this year. Yes. I discovered Parks and Rec this year. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I I had never seen a single episode of Parks and Recreation at all. And people were, were like, you know like Adam Warrock had a whole song about Ron Swanson and I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about until finally I There's discovered... There's a whole EP about Parks and Recreation. No, I know. And uh, which again is free and you should be downloading all of Adam Warrock's stuff all the time. Uh, and so I finally caught up. I watched every season of Parks and Recreation and now I'm hooked. I'm officially addicted. I can't get enough of that show.
0: That show has only gotten better over time. It
1: is, it is, it is by and large the most consistently funny show on television
0: all right so you were watching them on netflix you're watching old seasons on netflix are are you current now Did you you watch them on hulu
1: yeah yeah basically i'm current like i i I caught up on netflix and um now i'm watching them on hulu and it's amazing it's amazing
0: yeah the show is amazing i love it i love it
1: um but like but that's like that's been my year as far as television is concerned like there isn't much new that i'm watching outside of like um arrow which is that green arrow show on um, How is that? It's actually really good. Really? Yeah, I was shocked. Huh. I was I watched the first episode because it was on Hulu. And I'm thinking it's a CD it's it's a CD CW. It's like how good could this be from the same from the creators of like Gossip Girl and Vampire Diaries. I'm like, okay, so this is a teeny angst-ridden teeny like teen as in a teenager angst-ridden Sort of show about a comic book character and like, okay, I'm gonna watch this while so I have some ammunition to make fun of it. Sorry,
0: did you not watch Smallville?
1: <laughs> um, no, I never watched Smallville until I got married and my wife watched the shit out of Smallville. Oh, okay. So then I watched Smallville.
0: All right, back to Arrow.
1: Um, arrow is good. And I don't mean good for CW, I mean good. It is actually a really good, dark. Uh, uh, very noir, very sort of like gritty version. It's a brand new take on the Green Arrow and I like it a lot.
0: Right, and they're using a lot of kind of uh, obscure DC v- characters in it too, right? Like well, Huntress.
1: Well, she's not, a, well, I mean, the characters aren't really obscure, but if you're not a fan of Batman or Green Arrow, you're not going to know who these people are. So and Deadshot's been on there? Yeah. What about, I heard um, Firefly? No, he hasn't been an Arrow.
0: Uh, he's just a pyromaniac with some stupid wings.
1: He hasn't been an arrow. He's yet. going to. I'm sure he will be. Um it's actually I read really, that on some nerds. It's type. really good. It's a it's a brand new take on the Green Arrow story. Um in fact the only thing <laughs> the only thing that's that's similar is that his name is Oliver Queen yeah. and that he's rich. That's it. That's it. And that and that, you know, his costume is green. Well
0: they kept the name.
1: Yeah. Uh but I, I really like what they're going with it. And it still has its moments of teen angst. But the thing is he's not a teenager, he's a young man. He's a young man that has been scarred by life and was to take down the gu- the s- criminal scum was ruining his city.
0: That well, sounds good. Yeah, it really is. I'm never going to watch it. You should watch the first episode. Never going to. Just watch the first episode. Let me tell you why. Oh, dear. I don't. I don't care about DC characters that aren't Batman. <laughs> and I don't care about any character whose talent or power is archery. <gasps> I don't. How, why are we friends? I don't understand.
1: How we can continue being friends.
0: Because Batman's the best thing that ever happened to America. True. See? We agree. Oh,
1: I love you. Uh, All right, so... April 2012. April. Oh, my favorite thing about April is the April Fool's prank that I pulled on Epic Win fans this year. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) It's good. Go on. Uh, So, basically... I kept leading up on the Epic Win fan site on, on Facebook, or fan page, rather, I should say, um, that I was going to be making a, a new show announcement uh, in April. And, uh, and so on April 1st, I, I <laughs> let loose upon the internet this show card image, and it was um, Scrubs the Burlesque Show. And it, it it starred all of these people And it was on like February 29th or something Yeah And uh, it was just It looked like an epic win show Just top to bottom I even put it like on the website as a as a show that we were going to do, I, Scrubs I, burlesque. I created, I created a a a Fate. show invite. Yeah, I did. Like I went. People started night. joining it. Yes, people started joining it. People were like, "Yes, finally!" And like people really got sucked into it, and uh, it was great. It was a great moment for me to just go, "Ha ha, fooled you." Um, which honestly, I don't know. I I mean, there are a couple of people who got the joke obviously right off the bat.
0: I mean, there's there's backstory to the joke, but we probably shouldn't go into that, right?
1: Well, I'll go into it a very tiny bit. Okay. Um, There's another there's another producer of burlesque in New York, and he made a very uh, sort of derogatory remark about how his how he views themed burlesque as being sort of beneath burlesque, and that's not real burlesque
0: themed pop culture based.
1: Right. Theme pop culture burlesque is not really real burlesque. Because
0: everybody was doing like Doctor Who shows and Batman shows right. and Star Trek shows and
1: which I think we should have more of, and he thinks are are he thinks that's what's ruining burlesque.
0: And he made a comment. He
1: made a comment about it uh, publicly on Twitter and Facebook and various social medias. And I mean I didn't directly respond to it, but as a producer of themed burlesque, I was quite taken aback by it because it insulted not only me but people all over the country who are doing themed burlesque and, and all of doing the talented
0: it. performers that work for you,
1: right? And all the talented performers who work with me, and and all of the exceedingly successful shows that are happening all over the world. Uh, and so I just thought it'd be a great way, sort of like a wink and a nod, and my tongue in my cheek. To sort of like you know take a pot shot at him and also play a really
0: great joke on our family. well the actual tweet oh god what was it oh enough of the themed like pop culture burlesque yeah. shows what's next Scrubs burlesque That's... hashtag <laughs> stop
1: right <That's- laughs> and you didn't forget it no no I did not uh, but it was great because because once because once the, you know once I let the cat out of the bag that it was a joke everybody got it and everybody had a good laugh about it and uh, it was just a nice moment between like me and Epic Win and the Epic Win fans and I just really enjoyed it.
0: Guess what else happened in April 2012? What's that? Cabin in the Woods. Dude, that movie, that movie
1: is crazy. Go nuts. That movie's insane.
0: Yeah, to be fair, I didn't... So good. I didn't, I didn't see it right away. I didn't see it until it was on DVD and I didn't, I saw I didn't it in the theater. see it until like September or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I saw it in the theater and I understand perfectly why the studio did not release it initially. It's weird. It is way too weird. <laughs> way too weird. It's one of those movies that would not have made any money whatsoever because no one will be able to understand it. And because of that lead actor, and I'm forgetting his name and someone's going to correct me. Chris Hemsworth. That's him. The guy who is now four, he basically broke out, became famous, and now, based on the success of this one actor in this one role, and I, you know, I hope I'm not spoiling anything, but a lot of them die, and he dies halfway through, um, because it's a, it's a monster slasher flick. So if, I don't think it's a great spoiler to tip that a lot of kids die in this movie, but um, that movie's... Cr- <laughs> I enjoyed every second of it uh, because it, it spoke to me as a nerd because I got all the slasher thick horror movie sure. references. Um, but for like John Q. Public, I can't imagine them liking this film at all. Uh, I loved it. I loved every second of it.
0: In April... What I'm going to call... Look, I play a lot of video games, but in 2012, I didn't play a lot of video games. Uh, I've been busy, and I I just feel like there weren't a lot of titles released this year that I was very excited you about. You
1: know what? Me neither. There, there were just not really a lot of games. Compared
0: to the previous years?
1: Oh, my God, yes. Like, this
0: year... I mean, look... 2011, I must have bought 10 games, and... Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, and I... I think I played four new games this year. and So did I. I, I played I would, about four. What I would consider my game of the year yeah. was released in April. But it wasn't just released in April. April Because it was an episodic game. And it was released in five <laughs> chapters at arbitrary intervals over a six-month period. And it was Telltale Games Walking Dead. Yeah. That game is wonderful. It's got action. It's got tension, atmosphere, fan service to people who read the books. Uh, and heavy emotional experiences Complicated choices you have to make Full immersion It's a wonderful game And it came out uh, uh, Chapter 1 yeah. It was released in April 2012 you, you and everyone else on the
1: internet Is basically saying that The Walking Dead Is their favorite game of the year
0: It's it.
1: Uh, I haven't played the last Sorry time. Connor <laughs> Oh poor Connor uh, I played the shit out of Mass Effect I'm still playing the shit out of Mass Effect <clears throat> I played uh, Kingdoms of Amalur: The Reckoning.
0: Which is why are a, people still titling shit? I don't blank, know. Colon space The Reckoning.
1: I don't know because it's the only game in in, the, in its series. In like it was planned for multiple titles, so I guess in their mind <sighs> they wanted to differentiate the first one.
0: Ooh, is there going to be a sequel called Blank Colon Space Retribution?
1: No. Well, the thing is, the company who made the game went under, so there'll never be any more Kingdoms of Amalur games.
0: Good. They deserve to go under just for their (laughs) shitty naming (laughs) abilities.
1: Well, here's the thing. The game is pretty to look at and can be fun, but I was the game, to me, was not fun at all, but I couldn't stop playing it. You know what I mean? It was just one of those weird... no
0: i don't know what you mean okay
1: it's one of those weird things where the game didn't have enough variety in it to keep my interest and all of the battles all of the fights just reduced was reduced to me mashing the same button over and over again and i win and yet i couldn't stop i don't know how to explain it i wasn't really having any fun but i finished the game
0: You just described cocaine. (laughs) Not having any fun anymore, but I'll just keep doing it. (laughs) I feel like April 2012 kind of defined this year for me. Really? Um, And I haven't talked a lot about this publicly, and I'm not going to talk a a lot about it now, but I I feel it's worth noting. Uh Uh, I will refer to April as, just the month of April, as... The Great Meltdown of 2012. <laughs> I, Wait, what happened in April? In, in in short, I don't know how else to say this, and I don't want to get into too many details. But yeah. I I kind of fell apart this year. Yes, you did. I lost my shit in yes, April. I had I had a bit. Oh, so that that's when it started for you. That's when it like the bubble burst. Wow. I had I had a bit of a. Of a <laughs> I had a bit of a breakdown in uh, April. Yeah, and um, I just I just kind of came unraveled. I, I felt like I'd been really just kind of held together with like scotch tape and crossed fingers for a while, and it, everything kind of built up. And sure, in twenty in uh, April, everything kind of fell apart, and <laughs> I got incredibly depressed. Uh, and I went through this really bad breakup.
1: Wait, did that happen in April too?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Um,
1: That's, I guess it wasn't until like May when you kind of like confided in me that all this stuff was happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, um, everything just kind of turned to dust and got really nasty and scary and weird. But on the upside of that. Sure. Is in April, a very magical woman came into my life.
1: Oh.
0: Her name is Dr. T. Yeah, and she's my therapist.
1: You know, you you talk about your therapist the way most people talk about like the love of their life. Now I know that they're... I don't really
0: talk about no. Her like
1: well, that hold either. on. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Obviously, there's no intimacy there, and there's no um, sort of romantic things happening. But there's an there's a quality the way you talk about her that 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 speaks of a vulnerability and a. A trust and a kind of like, um, safe space that most people talk about when they talk about like the love of their life.
0: And that's probably why, because yeah. I have invested a lot of trust and, uh, safety and security oh, in, sure. into my relationship with this person. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's the place where I am the, the most candid for an hour every week. And yeah. so I, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's a considerable emotional attachment that oh, I sure, have. Sure, sure, sure. Um. It's not, it's not a romantic no. thing, but I understand why I, then it would seem as though when I talk, my voice conveys that there are little animated cartoon hearts bursting <laughs> above my head.
1: Well, that and you genuinely enjoy therapy. I love therapy. Yeah, like, I
0: should have been in therapy for years.
1: Uh, and you're the only person I have ever met, myself included, who's ever spoken about therapy in that way before.
0: Oh my God. Therapy, like put me back together, man. (laughs) Therapy.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, you're definitely on the mend. I can definitely see a difference in you. I can definitely sense a difference in you.
0: Oh, I'm still a disaster. No, no, yeah, yeah,
1: no, you're (laughs) fucked up. You're a fucked up individual. Whoa, this episode's getting hella real, you know, and (laughs) uh, you may end up being a fucked up individual for some time more. Oh my God. But you're less of a fucked up individual now than you have been for quite some time. No,
0: that's not true. I am just as fucked up of an individual as I've always been. I just now understand it
1: more. Uh, Well, you have better coping mechanisms then. That's it.
0: That's all. That's the only difference. Yeah. 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 All right.
1: Wow. April was a big month. Oh, I also got new glasses. Nobody cares. I
0: wrote that on the list. Nobody cares about your new glasses. What is wrong with me? Why did I do that? Because you are an OCD. I played drums in a Guns N' Roses tribute band. Oh, that's right. I saw that. uh, Because my (laughs) friend Tommy was going to be the subject of a documentary. Oh, my friend right. Tommy Tommy has been on a quest for the past few years. His name is Tommy Rockstar. That's not his name. But
1: that's what people call him. Or that's,
0: rather, that's what he calls himself. His name is Tommy Rockstar. He's been in a number of bands over the year. I've actually been in a bunch of tribute bands with him over yes, the years. Yes, you have. Yeah. I've been in uh, uh, Ramones, Ramones, Sex Pistols, Sex Dead Pistols. Kennedys, Guns N' Roses. I've seen all of those, yeah. actually. Tommy also is the guy who prints my t-shirts. So if you are wearing one of my t-shirts it was handled by a man named tommy rockstar <laughs> tommy went on a mission started several years ago is lifelong diehard fan of guns N' roses specifically of appetite for destruction and um, he met duff mckagan who was his hero which is why tommy plays bass he met him a few years ago and got duff to sign his arm then tommy went and had that signature tattooed on awesome. his arm right um then right. he saw slash at an event and Tommy's one of these guys that can talk his way into like backstage. He can yeah. talk his way into sold out shows. He's, he's and get that him, like, guy. The, yeah. He's that guy. He somehow met Slash and got Slash to sign his name next to Duff's and he got that tattooed and then it became a quest. Tommy Rockstar will travel the globe until he collects <laughs> tattoos of the signatures of all the original lineup of Guns and Roses. Now here's the thing. He got yeah. all of them but one. Yeah. And the one he didn't get wasn't Axel. He got Axel. Yes. Like that's the surprising thing is he got Axel to sign it. Um, he couldn't get Izzy Stradlin, so wait. Here. And so, what, what instrument did he play? He was rhythm guitar. Rhythm guitar. So Tommy went on this quest around the country, and he was uh, going to track down Izzy. And Izzy's become this weird recluse. He makes sometimes appearances. <laughs> and this camera crew was following like, him. They were shooting a documentary about him. And so we did this show where we like put on costumes. And is, it, is, it like,
1: is he peeing in like milk jugs and not cutting his nails? And
0: no, it's not like that. Okay. Uh, this documentary crew followed Tommy around on his quest to find Izzy, and they were going to make this documentary called "Where's Izzy." Yeah. Um, and we did this show where we got dressed up in costumes and I played drums and we did, uh, we basically did like an acoustic version of, um, or acoustic ish version of Guns N' Roses covers, like kind of like the lies album. Right. It's like one in a million. Right. And whatnot, Patience. Um, so we, yeah, so we did that. I put on like a Steven Adler costume and they shot it for the documentary and it was to raise money for this doc. And Tommy was going to, like the, the whole point it was leading up to, you know, Guns N' Roses got inducted to the rock and roll hall of fame this That's year. Right. That's right. And the, that, that was where it was going to like. That's what was going to go down. They yeah. were going to go to Cleveland and they were going to go there to the ceremony. And, and it was the day before he doesn't Axel Axel a little t- temper tantrum <gasps> and wasn't going to do it. He's like, "No, Guns N' Roses is the band that I have now cuz you know, he's the only original member. He's uh, got this whole crew of cronies now. Fuck the original members, even though, you know, you get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when 25 years has passed since the release of your first record." And none of those clowns are on the first record of his original lineup. And the fans wanted to see the lineup, but there's so much bad blood and resentment that they couldn't couldn't even be on stage with them. So the rest of the members didn't come. So Tommy's quest was thwarted. At some point this year, he made a few trips to L.A. to try to track him down. Uh, at some point this year, he did find Izzy, and he did get that signature. Oh, did he actually
1: did he do did it? Oh, good for I him. I don't know if
0: they're still shooting the documentary. I think they were kind of bummed when they lost their like, yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame moment. Yeah. But— Again, I don't know. I haven't talked to Tommy except when I say, Hey, Tommy, I need some t shirts, preferably with cats wearing binoculars.
1: <laughs> Which, by the way, I have yet to uh, get one from you.
0: Good. Uh, are if you... I ever see you wearing one of my t shirts, I'll be really bummed out.
1: Are you, are you not going to give me a t shirt? Is that how it's going to roll?
0: I'll give you one. I just, it'll be weird to see you wearing it. Dude, I already have Chef of the Dark Lord t shirts. You never. I never see wear them. Yeah, and you're not going to see me wear this one either. Oh, well, then that, that's fine. You can have it if you're not going to wear it around me. No, I'm not going to wear it around you. Let's move on to May. May! I celebrated a birthday in May. Dun, 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 dun. And Elsa I, Lugo turned 29 years old. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, and I forced everyone to do nothing on that day for me. True. There was no big thing. This is what we did for, on your birthday this year. Well, not on your birthday proper. Your birthday proper was a Thursday. You didn't want to do anything. No. And I learned my lesson because in 2011, you were really depressed. You were yes. in a dark place. Oh, very you dark. You did not want to have a birthday. And I was selfish because birthdays are sacred to me. Yeah.
1: And so I still. Ber- birthdays are your favorite religious holiday. Yes.
0: I still was like, nope. Yeah, you're going you, out, and I you dragged you out to a you bar in Astoria. Forced me to celebrate I, my birthday. I, I called a bunch of our friends, and we yeah. all came out. And you were just miserable the whole time. The whole time. That was such a douchey thing for me to do.
1: Well, no, it was no, it was actually a very sweet and loving thing for you to do. I just was not in a receiving mood. No, you know. And truth be told, I don't like my birthday on good days. You know, I am not a someone like I don't. Birthdays are not a thing that I care about. You know, it, and and and. Even as a kid, like I just, you know, birthday, I I never liked, or at least as far back as I can remember, I never liked the attention on a birthday. I like
0: so cannot relate.
1: I like, I mean, I like the gifts and I like the cake, but that's like it. You know what I mean? Like if people just gave me stuff and then I got to eat cake alone in my apartment, that would be awesome. Um, But I really don't like birthdays. You know, I just, although, although I am changing my stance on it for this coming year. Because oh, why is that? I, well, because I'm I'm reaching a milestone age. Yeah, wise. you are. And and <laughs> thirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. And uh I I feel like I feel like I'm being the one who's selfish now. Because I feel like there are people in my life who really genuinely Contrary to my popular belief, who genuinely like me and generally like spending time with me. And I think it's just selfish, selfish of me not to give them an opportunity to do something nice for me, you know? So I'm, I'm changing my tune and I'm going to do something pretty big this coming year.
0: I wrote notes of important things that happened in May. Yeah. And they all happened on the same day. Oh, what? Four things. Well, one, first of all, all these things happened on Star Wars Day. May the 4th. May the 4th, yes. On May the 4th, I took... It was a Friday. Yeah. It was a beautiful Friday in was New York now? City. Aww. And I took the day off work because my best buddy, Nelson Lugo, and I, we were going to go to the first matinee of The Avengers. Oh <gasps> Yeah. I remember. Which was excellent. I
1: love that Don't movie. have to
0: tell you jerks. You I know. I love that movie so hard. That first time seeing it in the theater was just magical. It was. It was wonderful. It was and really wonderful. we saw it, and it was awesome, and it was like just this you know i'd been in this sad place yeah. and here was like an ultimate summer movie to oh, say like yeah. to say like Action you know what dude adventure. here's here's a perfect summer movie for you now you got a whole summer of awesome movies and good times and yeah. fun ahead of you this year's going to be great so we watched the movie and we we're like hell yeah what an awesome movie yeah that was and great and then oh dear walked out of the theater yeah opened up my phone uh-oh and one of my heroes had died <gasps>
1: That's right. That was
0: when Adam Yauch, MCA of the Beastie Boys, my favorite Beastie Boy, from my yeah, single you're, you're, favorite recording artists of all time, your idol, had lost his ba- battle to cancer.
1: Your hero, your your the the, the 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 man unto which, like, if you could if you could claim any kind of like responsibility for your career, it would be his influence.
0: It would be the Beastie Boys. It would be him specifically. Yeah. Yeah. That goofy white dude is like, he's, there's electric guitars in this song and he's got like a gravelly metal voice. What's going on, mama? That was me at 10. Yeah. I I remember, I
1: remember you getting that. I remember how despondent you were.
0: Yeah. It was, it was like, I just, and you know, I'm not one of those people that like, I, I mean, I, you know, I get bummed out when people I admire celebrities die. Well, no,
1: no, no, no. This is, I mean, I remember you telling me like one of the first things out of your mouth when we were getting to know each other more as just colleagues and, and as friends, you said, "You know,
0: I don't have a religion. <laughs> I have the Beastie Boys." <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember saying that, but that sounds like some dumbass shit that I would say. Yeah, like you
1: said, you said specifically, like I don't, I don't give a shit about this guy, this cat named Jesus Christ. But there's this cat named Adam uh, 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 Yauk, wow. and uh, he's the closest thing I have to a religion. <laughs>
0: Uh, and I'm not the—yeah, look, I mean, he was obviously—he was a big influence of mine, and I was a, it was a huge fan. Yeah. And I am not one of those people that, that you know, like, it's all emotional when, like, people— like, celebrities die because, you know, I, I don't know him. Like, he's yeah. not somebody that I ever knew. But, uh, yeah, I took that news pretty hard. It kind of fucked up my day. And I forgot almost everything that happened in the Avengers until I right. saw it later because a huge a dark right. shadow was cast yes. over the day. Yes. However, the day was mildly redeemed yeah. because that same night, this is all on May the 4th, Avengers, Fuck. MCA dies. And that night, I played a show at the Knitting Factory in Brooklyn opening for Weedus. That's right. I was there. That was Uh, amazing. Yeah. Who else was on that? Uh, Math the Band, MC Front. MC Front. And um, Jet Black. Oh, right. That one woman from.
1: uh, uh, She was a project. It was Kenley Collins. Project
0: She was a Project One Way finalist. But she has her own band, which was actually quite good. Yeah, they were great, and she was really nice. And she, yeah, she was really good. I liked. So her we a lot. got to do the Weedish. I got to do the Weedish show, and it was it was a lot of fun. And I was really bummed out at sound check at that. Oh sure. But sure, not sure, only sure. did I get to do it, I. Um, I got to appear in their finale or in their encore. Yeah, uh, I wrote a 16 bar verse to in uh, to for d- teenage dirtbag. Yeah, I that got was to get great. on stage with Widas and do my my verse. That about, was that about was my high, about a high school crush for. Teenage
1: uh, I yeah, I think somebody actually filmed it. You can find his, your 16 bars on YouTube somewhere.
0: Yeah, if you search on YouTube like yeah. Widas Shaver Dirtbag, it was really good. That was such a
1: great uh, uh, concert. So that kind of saved uh, the, that
0: saved that day a little bit. Yeah. We saw Men in Black 3, that we went to see Men in Black 3. Which
1: I liked, but it's a completely forgettable film.
0: Yeah. I liked it while I was watching it. Josh Brolin did a good Tommy Lee Jones impression. Yeah, very good. That's what I remember.
1: Um, I liked it while I was watching it, but like, if you ask me anything about it now, I can't tell you a single plot point right now.
0: No. You know? Will Smith jumped off a building and went through time.
1: Yes, I remember he had to get he had to he had to get to the top floor and jump off.
0: I only remember that because it was in the trailer.
1: I remember them eating pie.
0: It was so And that's only
1: because I like pie and I remember pie. And that was May. That was May. (laughs)
0: Right. June. June, let's bring this home, motherfucker. I'm not bringing it home. We're happy to be here,
1: <laughs> Jude. I mean, I I, I can only really imagine since we're getting into like the summer months that literally this is all we really did during the summer months. was, wa- was watch a shit ton of movies.
0: That's true. We went to the movies a lot in this uh, this summer. Yeah, um, because neither of us have air conditioning. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we saw movies that we might not have normally seen in the theater. I ate a lot of hot dogs and popcorn that <laughs> that summer. We didn't have girlfriends no. or air conditioning. Right. <laughs> So we saw a lot of movies. Brave. The <gasps> Brave. summer this, this year's Pixar film. Brave was so good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought so it was, good. I thought it was a great new fairy tale. Um, I cried. It was a little bit thinner uh, story-wise than a lot of uh, Pixar's previous efforts. You think so? I think so. I think the other ones were a little bit more dense and complex. And this one was a little, this was I really, a little more cut and dried. But I, that's because it was a fairy tale.
1: Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I liked... I really liked the the mother daughter relationship because that's a very rare thing in animated films. It's sure. usually it's usually son father son daughter father. It's very rare that you actually get a, mo- a daughter mother story from an animated.
0: Film. That's true. That wasn't that was a nice change.
1: Yeah, and I really enjoyed it. I cried.
0: It was uh, beautiful it was looking.
1: Beautiful, stunning, stunning stuff, and just a lot of really beautiful Scottish
0: accents. Let me ask you a question. Sure. If you could change your fate. Would you? <laughs> that was horrible. No, and I know. We, we I, I, I recall. We asked each other that question all summer long.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much all summer long. If you can change your fit, would you? Ooh, that wasn't bad. Yeah, because I, I was in love with a
0: Scottish woman. Ah, you're why. very good at. Uh Offensive accents, yeah, because I like to be offensive. You know what else we saw in June? What else? Dun, dun 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 dun. Prometheus. Yeah, and this is another point of contention between you and I. It sure is. Um,
1: I didn't like it. I
0: mean, I well, was, I that was, even that is a point of contention.
1: Well, I mean, watching it and immediately leaving the theater. I'm going I'm to say this before I say anything else. It fulfilled my criteria for entertainment. You know what I mean? And, and my, my standards for summer movies are pretty low. You know what I mean? You give me some action. You give me some thrills. You give me some, some, some chills. And, um, and I'm good to go. And, and the fact that it was a sci-fi movie put it already in the plus column. Um, and so, but thinking about it afterwards after the initial shock of it, after the initial like in your face of it all like any movie where i have to visit 20 wiki pages in order to understand is not a good movie because a movie should have its own beginning middle and end right and it should like i'm sorry but if there's if there's homework that i need to do in order to enjoy a piece of cinema
0: and it doesn't stand by itself then
1: it form. doesn't then it fails as a piece of...
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile cinema but you were entertained because you we left the theater you enjoyed it you were entertained i mean
1: it's because because the initial the initial rush of it all is very exciting first of all it's a sci-fi adventure set in the aliens universe you know what i mean it was it was on another planet it was scary as fuck um it had some really wonderful sci-fi movies had some really disgusting sci-fi moments so i mean it had moments where i was definitely engaged yeah, but then afterwards, thinking about it, like I couldn't, I couldn't explain to you what the fuck that movie was about. It was like the first time I watched Dune, hmm. you know, like the first time I watched Dune. I'm like, yeah, fucking spice and space and suits and giant worms. And then, well, what's it about? Well, uh, it's <coughs> um, it's this. I don't know, you know. It's just it, Prometheus for me is
0: like Dune. <laughs> all right, that's, I, I kind of. Uh, I can. I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, and it's like, review. as a
1: piece of cinema, Dune fails because I have to. Like, I can't just watch the movie and be fulfilled by it. I have to read the books. I have to read the appendices. I have to read all of the. I have to read 20 wiki pages for me to get an idea of what this thing is about.
0: Well, I think both of those movies suffered from a similar thing, which is that they were cut down way too much for theatrical consumption. That you know, there have been so well, many, Dune, so many, well, v- multiple directors' cuts of <laughs> Dune released over the well, years. Hold
1: on, Dune, Dune has the excuse of being a book, and, and and making a book into a movie is not an easy
0: thing to do. Well, it also has the excuse of being a David Lynch film, which well, means it's it's, it's not also, going to be easy to follow anyway. Right? Prometheus was not a book. No, this was a screenplay. But apparently, there is. I haven't seen it on Blu-ray. I only saw it in the theater right, with you. Right. Uh, but apparently, the Ridley Scott director's cut adds a lot. Maybe.
1: Does it explain why all the scientists are stupid Um, and actually don't know anything about science at all?
0: you know, I can't say because I haven't seen it, as I just mentioned. Okay. So, go ahead. All I liked Prometheus. I know you did. And I know that I'm in a minority because I walked out of it going like, wow, that was really interesting. And I kept thinking about it. And then uh, my social media told me that I was stupid because (laughs) everybody seemed to be like – a critic said a movie was bad, and I agree. All right, maybe that's—I'm selling your opinions short. I
1: apologize for that. But it's like I, anytime,
0: anytime there's, like, mass complaints about a consumable piece of media that comes yeah. out, the people I hear complaining are just echoing same yes. complaints I've read by other critics. Yes. Like, I
1: actually, I actually didn't read any of the criticisms about the movie. I did read one really intelligent sort of— like, you know, a uh, moment by moment sort of breakdown of the film that ex- that filled in a lot of the gaping plot. Was hole. it just
0: one sentence? Story of Jesus in the aliens universe.
1: No, but he did say that. Um, but it was a very intelligently thought out, like moment by moment, scene by scene breakdown and filled in a lot of the gaps. And it's like, oh, my God, I wish I had seen this in the movie. Yeah, because I would have liked it then.
0: Yeah, there was I mean it's look, I'll admit it was messy. Uh, yeah. It was it was messy and choppy and
1: Look, as a summer blockbuster popcorn sci-fi made. film, it fulfilled my criteria for entertainment. But upon further thought, I just came to the realization that it's just not a good film. You know, and that's fine. You know, I'm not I'm not dogging on it. I just wish it was better. Mm, that's fine. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah, I know. July. Oh. I remember nothing from July.
0: Great, we saw a lot of movies. Oh
1: wait, hold on! Didn't we party? Didn't we do a rooftop party at, Re- at house? We spent the
0: Fourth of July in in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, at Brendan B. Brown, the singer of Weedus's place. Yes, on his rooftop. Yes, and Lugo got really nervous because everybody was drinking and hanging out near the edge of the building. And-
1: well, no, no, no. They were. They, it's a roof, and they were sitting facing the the <laughs> the perilous drop. They were dang. Oh god, I have a fear of heights and i can't stand it when people are in a precarious position even though they are perfectly safe that also i almost got i almost got my face burned off by an errant
0: uh firework yeah yeah. Oh, it was crazy. Because we it saw the, was, yeah, it was we, cr- saw the crazy. we saw the Manhattan fireworks. Yes. But then everybody in that neighborhood was shooting off fireworks. Yes. And then there was a police copter circling the Rating building next the to building us. Group, like shining a spotlight yes. in it. Yeah, that was,
1: was a that was a crazy it night. It was a
0: little wild over there. That, that was
1: night. a very crazy night.
0: On yeah. the third of July, I had a show at the knitting factory with my beloved dear old homeboy Cool Z uh, another rapper from Iowa that I have known for hundred and fifty years. I like and Cool Z. He was in town not only just for a show, uh, but he stayed with me for a week because we don't get to see each other that often. So I got to have uh, Cool Z as a house guest for a week, and that, that was is, a lot of fun. Nice, nice. Uh, it was really unfortunate that it was the peak moment of the most brutal heat wave I can remember. Oh, in that's New York. right. Yeah. And then Cool Z lost his car. He, his car got it's stolen. A, no, it didn't. Wait, his car got stolen. Yeah. When we were getting ready to go to do our show at the knitting factory, yes, his car was stolen. Yes, yes, uh, he called like all of the t- well, first of all, I thought it got towed. So he called all, the, all of the towing places and he couldn't he couldn't track it down. Right. So he was convinced that it was stolen. So right. he filed a police report with the NYPD. <laughs> right. We came home after the show and he called the cops. and They were supposed to come over to my apartment to interview him about right. his stolen car because it was a rental car and he had like gear in it and stuff. Yes. Uh, and I guess he felt it passed out. We were at the bar. He passed yeah. out. And that the, was a long if night. The cops showed up. I don't know if they came here or not. But yeah, they didn't. He didn't show up to give his interview about his stolen car. Um, And then the next day he found it.
1: Right. Because he forgot where he parked it. Yeah. He just forgot where he parked it. (laughs) That happened to me once.
0: A movie title comes to mind. (laughs) Dude. Gosh. What else? Gosh. There were a lot of movies. We didn't see this together. Did you see Moonrise Kingdom? I did see Moonrise Kingdom. I saw it too.
1: I I saw it. I saw it with uh, another buddy of mine. I loved it. Loved it. I'm not actually a fan of Wes Anderson of Wes Anderson movies. Really? Yeah, like I just find them to be so a little too weird for me sometimes. Okay. And and I think the comedy I think he's just trying to be too erudite for his own good and sometimes it just comes off as as just pretentious. And and usually his comedy is by accident and awkward. But this was like his full this was a full-on, like, planned comedy that was genuinely funny for the sake of being funny, and it wasn't uncomfortable. It was actually a very sweet,
0: oh, very endearing,
1: very lovely, very uh, uh, innocent love story, and I enjoyed it a lot. I, I loved was very, it. I was very, very impressed. In fact, I wouldn't have gone. I would, I got like, I, I, I got to go for free because it was like some sort of preview ticket or something, uh, and I would never have paid for this. And I'm glad I got to see it because I would have been wrong.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I, I loved loved it. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. I don't like all. I mean, I didn't like the Life Aquatic. I Um, just don't,
1: I just, I just maybe, maybe, I don't know. There's just a a fundamental disconnect with this humor that I just don't get.
0: But I loved Bottle Rocket and Rushmore and Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, Yeah,
1: you're naming all the movies I don't like. Okay, terrific.
0: Yeah. Um, Another movie that we both saw, but that we did not see together. What's that?
1: Sadness. Sadness. We didn't get to go hold hands
0: at the movies. No. The Amazing (gasps) Spider-Man.
1: Yes, I liked The Amazing Spider-Man. I liked it too. A lot. I don't know what the big deal is. I don't know what people's problem is. I liked it a lot. I thought it was a great reimagining of the character.
0: You know? it was, but it was barely a reimagining.
1: Well, I mean, look, I mean, it, it's there. There are certain things about Spider-Man you just can't fuck with, yeah. right? So they have to be, they they have to be there. But going back to the mechanical web shooters, I thought it was a great idea. Um, making him uh, younger is a great idea.
0: Making him younger. He was a high school student in the original movie. No,
1: but, no, he got to go. No, we we get the the Peter Parker from the original
0: trilogy goes to college. You know what I mean? No, he does in the second movie. In the first movie he's a high school student.
1: Yeah, but he, I I don't know. He just seems a bit more grown up to me. I would
0: actually point. bet that Andrew Garfield is probably older now than Toby <laughs> Maguire was in the first
1: Well, Gar- Garfield plays a better teenager than Maguire. Yeah.
0: He's he's a little bit more of a dick, and that's Spider-Man yeah. Peter Parker is kind of a dick. Yeah. Uh, that's and I liked, kind of his liked, character in the book. I, I mean. liked
1: the angry vigilante angle at yeah. first. I really did. Um, and I just thought it was a... Emma yeah,
0: Stone was great. I liked The Lizard. I yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was an unnecessary reboot, but I still... I don't care. Well, I liked it. And I it was mean, fun. I mean,
1: that's... I don't know. I suppose that's, that's, a, that's an academic sort of debate, whether or not it was necessary. The fact that there's another Spider-Man movie, fuck yeah! Now, more now they're, they're
0: writing about his uh, the mystery of his dead parents. Like that's kind of
1: that's fine. I don't mind that.
0: Yeah, I don't mind that. You know, superhero with dead parents, a dime a dozen.
1: Yeah, you know, what I mean, I really i don't i don't mind that they're doing that. I mean, they they have to sort of freshen it up for for new technologies and new audiences. And stuff.
0: Why can't a superhero just have like a dead cousin? Not tragic enough. No. What if you really, really loved your cousin?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, if your cousin was like a brother or a sister to you.
0: Yeah. Uh, what else did we see? One day we. It was so hot. It was so brutal. We met at the theater without a plan of what movie we were going to see. Oh, did we really? Yeah. And I. I <laughs> yeah. I think the plan was just, whatever movie was. Playing. We're gonna go watch. I'm. We're gonna go watch two hours of air conditioning. That's what we're gonna watch. And we saw Ted. <laughs> Yes, the Seth MacFarlane. That's
1: movie. right, and that was a great film. Look, I'm glad that had movie has it. been
0: torn apart by I... all the, all <laughs> of the the smug Family Guy haters on the yes, internet. And look, yes. I get why you don't like Seth MacFarlane's comedy. <laughs> I get why Family Guy is hella problematic and <laughs> and and it's lowbrow and it's all reference based and blah 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 blah. That's fine. I understand why it is that people don't like it, but. The the evisceration that I've read of the movie Ted, really, I felt was misplaced. I felt like people were basically writing reviews of Family Guy, just doing it through this vessel. Like they hate, they have such contempt for this man yeah. who's created Family Guy, yeah, that they were basically writing a review of Seth MacFarlane and not of the movie. Because
1: that's fair. That's probably fair. Because
0: Ted, we fucking laughed the I whole way laughed through. All the way through that movie even the even the cheesy references that are obviously directed at us at yes, our generation it's a week references and a nod. references yes. to like you know the a 1980 Flash Gordon movies yes. that's obviously for us we're the target audience yes. for that I don't care it was funny Mark Wahlberg had a lot of heart and Oh and, my god it was such a it was a very again another sort of very sweet
1: very earnest uh, uh love story uh between this man
0: and his bear and his the love of his life I'll stand by Ted Harder than I'll stand by Prometheus, yeah, suck on that internet i I loved Ted. I had such a great time. I friends of mine I movie. posted online that I liked Ted, and friends of mine gave me shit like insulting shit about it who hadn't seen it, oh dear, yeah, and you know what I just realized that the other reason why we are the target audience for that is not just because it's like crude humor. And it's pop culture references that are targeted to our generation. Sure. But it's really the story revolves around an adult man who is still a child. Yes. So. Uh, There you have it. Thanks, Seth. (laughs) What else? What else you got? Oh, what else do I got? Bring it. Oh, there was this little independent picture called The Dark Knight Rises.
1: Oh, wait. Is that um... Batman?
0: Look, it wasn't perfect. And neither was Return of the Jedi. I and this was Christopher Nolan's Return of the Jedi. You have
1: problems with uh, uh, Batman Rises. I don't have a lot of problems with it. Well, no, but your but your problems are very poignant, I would say. You know, I have zero problems with this film. I think. Have uh, you seen it since the theater? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh I like it a lot. I think I think it completes his trilogy. I think it completes his his story. You know, it's it's the it's the perfect end cap to this Batman. It's I don't know if it's a perfect end cap.
0: I think it's great, and mm-hmm. I think that they, these three pictures work as a trilogy very nicely as a, as a three act story. I think it's excellent. I like a lot of the decisions, a lot of the risks that he that Christopher Nolan took with this picture. I I, I really really liked. it. I just wouldn't say it was perfect, and I, I'm only saying that because I recently rewatched all three of the movies while I was like doing Christmas preparations. Right. And I was reminded of the fact that I'll go on record and say this. I think that the Dark Knight is a perfect movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: Dark Knight is damn near flawless.
0: And so it's, that's a tough act to follow. It is. As was Empire Strikes Back. (laughs) I like the Dark Knight Rises a lot.
1: You know what? I mean, I, I've said it before. The Dark Knight Rises, I like. Is my favorite of the three.
0: That's nobody has said that out loud in the world except for you. You're the first person to ever say that. Really? Yep. I. Uh, and here's another. Here's here's another great example of. All right, going back to the Prometheus thing, where yeah. like everybody seemed to be anybody who had criticisms, they were just repeating the same criticisms they read somebody else. Right. So everybody who has a criticism about Dark Knight Rises seems to be like, I can't understand a word that Bane's saying. So that means that this. You know, two hour, 45 minute <laughs> epic is an abomination <laughs> that it is. It is irreparable garbage because you couldn't understand the villain's voice. And here, I think that that's crap because guess what? I've seen the movie a bunch of times and I have understood every single word oh, yeah. that Tom Hardy says with the vocal overdubbing and all. I've never and had I have hearing damage. I've never had a problem understanding a single person. But I just feel say. like people, like they, they just want to repeat criticisms that they've read elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, that's the internet for you. If I read one more goddamn pinhead on the internet, say something like, Well, you can't just stray that much from Robin's origin story. Yes, you I can. I will reach to the screen and grab them and be like, John Blake is not Robin. You fuck. Yes. I mean, in, in this universe, he
1: becomes the next Batman.
0: Go pick up a book. Read yes. Nightfall.
1: I liked it. I liked, I liked it, it a lot. I liked
0: the Dark Knight Rises. Uh, what else we got? Well, uh just a couple other little things. Um as far as television is concerned, I like July. I like summer television programming because July <laughs> saw the return of two of my favorite television series, both on FX, and that's Louie and Wilfred. I love both of those shows. I haven't seen I don't I've never watched Louie. Louie? Uh, you haven't watched Louie? I've never watched Oh my Louis. god, it's it's written for your heart. <laughs> Why? Just trust. Just, I, Oh dear. Somewhere on the internet or is somewhere, it, is somewhere it, somebody right. sad write,
1: and awkward and, and angry at the world and, yep. and, and has a difficult time with women yep. and life in general. Yep. Wow. That is, he does perf- speak to me. He's a
0: tortured performer. Oh dear. I, Oh my God. I have all of those. Just things. trying to make a living.
1: <laughs> I have all of
0: those. things. Right now there's somebody like driving their car, listening to this yep. on their, on their MP3 player in their car and they're cracking up at, <laughs> the fact that you that I'm telling you that this is basically t- tailor made for you.
1: I haven't watched the second season of Wilford yet. I'm waiting for it to. Well, it's
0: done now. It's not getting no, renewed, so it ends th- with this most recent season, and it ended beautifully.
1: I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna wait till it hits like other Netflix or. And
0: Louis taking a break. He okay. uh he wanted to get back to his craft. He was like, I don't want to like be forced to churn out another series uh, season of the show when right. I'm not necessarily ready. I want to go, you know, do stand up and tour. And so he's taking yeah, a year yeah. off. So good for him. Uh, but those I, are two of my favorite shows on television. They both came back and they were both excellent seasons. Thank you this summer.
1: I started watching a lot more anime this uh this year in fact quite recently um i watched I watched an anime series called soul eater and then and then one who uh, Stella Chu who was on here she recommended this and I started watching it uh uh sword art online yeah
0: and it's, the people get trapped in the game.
1: It's wonderful. Is it? It's absolutely
0: wonderful. Yeah, she said that was her jam.
1: Yeah, it's really good. And I, I watched the first season um, on, on Hulu all the way through, and now the second season is starting up, and uh, uh, it's great.
0: I if really this podcast were in comic book form, there would be a little square at the bottom of the panel with an asterisk that would be like, see episode four. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> uh, all right, well, come on. What, what else we got? In
0: July, I got called for jury duty. Oh yeah, nobody cares. But no, here's don't. an important thing that happened at jury duty: is that the day Can that you talk the... about it, are you allowed to talk about it? It's it's not interesting. I'm not going to. Okay, good. So I call for jury duty. The only the the thing that I the only reason why I bring it up is because it was at jury duty, and it was that Wednesday. I stopped by my comic book shop on the way there so that I could pick up issue number one hundred. <laughs> Of The Walking Dead. <laughs> now, I don't really want to spoil this if you're now, if like you're a fan of the TV show and now I you're think, trying to get I caught thought, up with I, the trade and we individuals. Have we
1: already spoiled it with our Walking Dead episode? Uh,
0: no. Oh, okay. uh, I said that issue number 100 was terrible. Oh. But I didn't say specifically what happened.
1: Wait, terrible in a good way or terrible in a bad way?
0: In the worst way. Yikes. At issue 100 of The does, Walking does Dead. It, does it jump the shark? It doesn't jump the shark. Look, if you read The Walking Dead, you have to accept that characters you're going to get invested in are going to be killed uh, quickly and suddenly and without any remorse from the author. Um, And that's just how it is. But this one character, a beloved character who'd been in the book since the beginning, was killed and it was drawn out and protracted and brutal and horrifying. And I had to go into the bathroom at the Queens County Courthouse (laughs) And cry. Yeah. I call myself Dark Lord. And yet here I am, a grown ass man crying over a zombie comic book at jury duty. Uh, not no. my proudest hour, but I don't think I'm ever going to read that issue again. In fact, I get all the individual issues once a month when the new issues come out. Sure, but when the trades come out, I still get the trade too, so I can have a full collection of the trades. Oh dear, because I, I because look how look addicted. Look how good it looks on my shelf. I know it looks good. I'm not reading that trade again because I don't want to read that scene again.
1: Fuck. I okay. I got to borrow some of these trades.
0: To I, I just got to say you're a sadist, Robert Kirkman, and. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm hanging on till the bitter end of this thing. I've been through too much to let go now. Right. <laughs> That's what happened in July. August 2012, we went back to Nerdapalooza in Nerd-a-palooza. Orlando, Florida. Nerdapalooza. <laughs> this was the first time Nerdapalooza wasn't held in either a restaurant or a convention center of a uh, resort hotel. hotel.
1: Yeah. This, this was, was uh, held downtown in...
0: Downtown Orlando. Downtown Orlando to... Adjacent music venues, the Beacham and the Social. Yes, yes, yes. Um, with shuttles going back to the Hotel Really large
1: uh, venue, the Beacham.
0: This was my favorite Nerdapalooza yet? Yeah. This me was too. my, this was my, this would have been your third? My third. My fifth and my favorite one yet. Yeah. I had I, more fun this year than I ever have. I enjoyed the shows more than I ever have. I just had a blast.
1: I did too. I, I don't like, good I job, don't, guys. I, I, I'm not a big fan of the way the venue security handled us as a as a collective
0: there's a bunch of cosplayers and oftentimes cosplayers uh, costumes involve weapons and this is two weeks after the aurora shooting yeah so this is a gathering of nerds with people bringing weapons i mean i look well no i mean i, I get it from, from, I,
1: no from, from pretty early on there was a rule when they first announced the beecham and the social that no costume weapons no weapons of any kind would be allowed so we knew that months before Nerdapalooza. I, I, it just seemed like the security was way too high for an event like this. You know what I mean? Like an all-day event. It just seemed a bit of an overkill. Well, you know?
0: That may be, but that's a that's a tiny nitpick.
1: It is. An exceedingly tiny nitpick. I had, I had a lot of fun. I met a lot more people this year than I did any other year. Um, I actually ended up hosting the Epic Win show on my own. Sans You uh, this year and yeah and, and the show that we did the show that Epic Win did at Nerdapalooza this year was our biggest yet um and by far our most successful. Yeah, it was so, great.
0: Your your show this year was great. Yeah,
1: and we got I got to bring down uh, three new people that uh, nobody had ever seen in Orlando
0: before. It was um so you had BB Hart, Magdalena Foxes. Those, mm-hmm. those were alums. Alums, yes. And then you got to bring Hazel Honeysuckle, Stella Chew, and Minnie Demucha. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they all killed it. Uh, um, and, and our our local stage kitten Megitrón,
1: Megitrón, <laughs> or as I like to call her Odin Son.
0: Nice, because she was in a Thor costume.
1: She was in a Thor costume.
0: Um, I, I really enjoyed, I I was very pleased with my set. I got to have, my set had cameos.
1: Oh, you're, oh dude, your set killed. My set
0: had cameos from Michael killed. Kill, who sprained his wrist. Yeah. He came on stage to do the bender with me and then fell off the stage and sprained his wrist. And months later, when he came to Brooklyn for <laughs> on tour, he was still in a. S- yes. Still in a, still in in a, a brace. Kabuto uh, um, the Python. Kabuto Python was Two there. Two songs to Kabuto the Python. And was that his
1: first year at Nerdpalooza?
0: Oh, God, no. Okay. He's been there several times. Um, I got to uh, see. And Shafer the Puppet was there, too. STP, STP, STP made was, an
1: appearance, yeah. yeah. That little choochy asshole. Yeah. Um, Mega Ran's set was killed yeah. this
0: year. Mega Ran's amazing.
1: Killed him and Adam Warrock's set. Yeah. And Tribes, too. And, oh, Tribe, yeah. Tribe yeah. set was and amazing too. They just. It just they just blew the crowd away Matt the band was awesome oh that's right Matt the band was there I guess because like, I've seen them in New York so many times like I uh it, it just like th- their performances kind of blend with one another with me but I don't get to see Mega and Tribe and
0: Adam very often that was great and speaking of Mega Ran and Aurora that was a uh, that was the beginning of August and at the end of August in Fact, I think August thirtieth, uh, I flew oh, out right. to Denver, yeah, and I did a benefit show for victims of the Aurora Dark Knight Rises opening night shooting right massacre. Uh, with well, it was a,
1: it was a free show. It was like a, it was a
0: it was a goodwill. It was a free show. Yeah, it was a goodwill to raise spirits. Yeah, we also it was a morale show. But we didn't sell merch. Uh, we sold uh, posters of the show and all the proceeds from the poster sales that we. Well, oh, that's wonderful. They went to the victims' families, and it was a show with uh, Megaran and MC Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what you did in August? You launched a podcast.
1: Holy shit, did that happen in August? Yeah. Yeah, I guess this being... Wait, how come there's only five... No, I guess it is only five months between here and August. Uh, Yeah, we're we're on uh, episode five of this... This stupid idea. And um, all six listeners uh, happen to enjoy the show. So we're going to keep doing it for the six listeners.
0: What up, C. Muldrow? (laughs) What up, C. Muldrow? Oh, two other things that happened in August. I took Nelson Lugo to his first ever metal show. That's right. Oh, my God. It was a doom metal band from Chicago called (laughs) Bloodiest. We saw them at St. Vitus in Greenpoint. This awesome, awesome metal bar. Um,
1: I had never, ever, ever been to a metal <coughs> show
0: in my life. Which is, it was a weird first metal show for you to see, but it was still fun to see you at your first metal show because you were, <laughs> did I, the, the term fish out of water was written for that night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, did, was I inappropriate? Was no, I, you weren't inappropriate, oh, okay. but you
0: were like, you looked like a tourist.
1: Yeah, so, yeah
0: I totally looked like a tourist. Uh,
1: and, I was not dressed in all black. Everybody was dressed in all black. I think I had like a bright red T-shirt and a Hawaiian shirt on or something, and
0: you were know. taking pictures and asking me all these questions. So what is this? Is this like what is this like thrash metal? What is it? What kind of metal is this? Is this black metal? Oh it was adorable. Oh, we also went to the Bronx Zoo in August. We went to the zoo together.
1: That's right. We totally went to the zoo together. We went to the zoo. <laughs>
0: God, we're such a gross couple.
1: I know. Oh my god! If the, if this were a romantic relationship, this would be like somebody's perfect dream. <laughs> uh, somebody out there is going. Oh man, I wish I had a significant other like that. <laughs> the Bronx Zoo is amazing, and I've only been a handful of times. And it been it had, it had been years, years since I've seen the Bronx Zoo. So going back with you was wonderful because I hadn't. There were many, many things there. That were not there the last time I'd been there. Yeah. So uh, that was a lot of fun. It was tiring. It was a long day. How'd you like the snakes? I don't really we're gonna do this.
0: I think you answered that question.
1: I don't. Look, I have two phobias. They're irrational phobias. So internet, get off my ass. I know they have no basis in reality, dickholes. But I don't, I can't look at snakes. I just can't. I I don't know where it comes from. I don't know how it started. Um, I don't know. But the second I look at a snake, I get all feverish and I get a little dizzy. September.
0: (laughs) September. um, I, you know, I haven't listed every show that I've been involved in uh, uh, throughout the year because that would be incredibly tedious. But one that I one of my favorite shows that I did this year was in Brooklyn. Uh, It was the day that tornadoes touched down in Brooklyn. Uh, it was the show at a bar called Grand Victory, and it was part of the—I was performing with the members of the No Friends tour, <gasps> which was right. Adam Warrock, Jesse Dangerously, Michael Kill, and Tribe One.
1: That was a great That show. was a
0: very, very fun show.
1: That was fucking
0: fantastic. Love those guys. Uh, STP also made an appearance STP was also in the show, that tiny <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, also, I made my return to Epic Win in a hosting capacity. In September, I hosted, I guest hosted or co-hosted two nights of the Epic Win science fiction television show. That was, that was great. That That was, was that was my first time back. I, I, like I did the show. And and it was a
1: good, I think that was a good reintroduction of you back.
0: I took off March to September. Sure. And then I came back and did those two shows. And now I want to guest host everything in the new year. You can't. I just don't want to produce anything. I don't want to write emails to cast members. I don't want to have to touch money. I don't want to have to write copy. I don't want to write a set list. I don't want to make playlists. I don't want to do any of that crap. I just want to show up and go. Uh, Well, you got your wish. So dress up like the hands of blue, which is that's
1: what you did. That that was actually a really fun show and very very uh, well received and well attended.
0: I'm really it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Again, I said I only played four video games this year, and one of them was a downloadable game that I played uh, in September. Even though I think it was released earlier, I might have come out in July or August. But it's a um, downloadable game called Papo and Yo. Really, you played that? Yeah. Did you like it? I liked it a lot. Nice. A lot. I may have
1: to. I may have to download it.
0: Then. I recommend it. There's a. It's. 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 I've
1: seen it. And it seems a little too. I don't know, kiddy for me. Yeah, but. It's.
0: It's dark.
1: Is it really? And It's sad.
0: Oh. Yeah, I mean, basically, you play, you, you run around hyper realistic looking slums of Brazil. Uh huh. And, but the, you play this child, and this child has this imagination, so you can, like, see things that aren't really there, like ladders and doors, and you can climb around and explore this environment. And then you've got this little monster that, like, follows you around. And he's your buddy. But the, there are these little green frogs that hop around the world. And when the monster eats too many of the frogs, he gets really, really angry and violent, and he turns on you, and he hurts you, and then you have to run and hide from him. Oh, dear. It's because the developer of the game. Was writing this about his experiences growing up with an alcoholic father. Oh, so when you realize that and <laughs> you see the care that is given to these sequences, where like when the, the the score changes and when the boy has to hide, it's 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 pretty heartbreaking. Fuck, it's 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 an emotional experience playing that game. I, I will have to, I will have to check it out. But yeah, on the uh, surface, it looks it's a little kiddie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I strongly recommend it.
1: Well, that's when I started playing Mark of the Ninja, oh. right right around there, and I'm st- I love that game a lot. I really do. It's, it's it's a perfect kind of side-scrolly, hack-and-slash, stealth-if-you-want-to-be, straight-up-punch-in-the-face-if-you-want-to-be kind of game. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Also very dark. Like, you know, they tell you, like, right in the beginning that you're going to die because you get these these tattoos that imbue you with magical ninja powers. Mm-hmm. But because you have the tattoos, like, your soul is slowly being eaten away, basically. Um,
0: and it's,
1: it's really cool.
0: October. October. Well, we both performed at rock comic con, a, a satellite event that happened around. That comic was, con. that
1: was actually a really great party. I'm sad that it wasn't as well attended as they thought it was going to be, but I actually had a lot of fun that
0: night. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. We met the double clicks. Molly double Lewis. clicks oh my God. Those ladies are, they were awesome. <sighs> I saw some shows in October. I saw the mountain goats and I saw Louis CK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you mentioning this. Well, here's the funny thing. Uh, I saw Louis C.K. because my uh, ex-wife bought me tickets for my birthday. (laughs) And I saw the Mountain Goats because I bought my ex-wife tickets for her birthday. Well, come on. I mean— Her birthday's in October. Mine's in November. Well, look,
1: you, you you need to you need to clarify this by saying that you are actually really, really good friends. Now,
0: my family. ex-wife and I are in really good terms. Yes. We are, we have. You are, you That's you're, been one of the benefits of 2012 is that my ex-wife and I have repaired our friendship yes. and we've become friends again. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Dr. Schaefer is a rock star. She's awesome.
1: No, she is. She's an amazing woman. Uh, she's she's always been very kind
0: to me. So yeah, I was saying again, I was saying that uh, this year was a little light on games for me, but two of the. In fact, the only two disc games based games I bought all year uh-huh. uh, I got in October they were Resident Evil Six and uh-huh. Assassin's Creed Three. I didn't play Resident Evil Six. I did, but I didn't finish it.
1: Uh, I'm so sorry you wasted your money. Uh,
0: I enjoyed it. You know,
1: it's three different campaigns,
0: and I've the- heard
1: I've heard nothing but really horrible things
0: look i'm game. a fanboy, so it's it, look If i I'm, guess if, it doesn't matter no either. if i'm still like managing an inventory and picking up green herbs like i'm that's <laughs> enough that's enough for me to be like this is if i push play if i push start on my on my 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 dual shot controller and the, the the tv voice says resident evil six that's enough for me that's i'm set <laughs> it was worth the 60 dollars. yep Nice. No, it's, it's three individual campaigns, and it's a bunch of characters from like over the history. Like, you've got your Chris Redfield, and you so got your it's, Leon it's, Kennedy. It's a lot of fan service,
1: basically. It's a lot
0: of fan service, but it's, you know, it's become a much more like an action adventure game, cover based shooter, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. There's three different campaigns. The Leon Kennedy campaign, I finished that one. Wonderful. Loved it. Loved every second of it. Uh, the second one, the Chris Redfield one, it's a little bit more action based. Uh, yeah, I got about halfway through it. Oh. And I stopped playing it because I was taking my time and then Assassin's Creed 3 came out so I was like sorry RE6 you're going on hold until the dead of winter sure and then I got Assassin's Creed 3 and loved that loved it a lot I loved Assassin's Creed 3 loved it I I can't
1: say any more I I can't say enough about it I had I had I had about the only other the only other Assassin's Creed game I can even say was was about on par was Brotherhood I mean I had so much fun yeah Brotherhood is great so much fun with Brotherhood. I find I find that Brotherhood is where they really perfected that assassin formula, and yeah. and Assassin's Creed Three is just the culmination of all of that. And I it's just I like the story. I like the gameplay. I even like the naval combat. I thought the naval combat was fucking yeah, that was fun pretty, as that was hell. Pretty
0: fun uh in full disclosure i haven't finished assassin's creed 3 are you fucking kidding me i i'm i know i'm near the end but then i started <sighs> kind of wanting to milk it and oh, then i, see, I see. i've just you know i'm trying to like i'm trying to stay disciplined i've
1: well not- i kind of i kind of burned through it cuz there was like there was a good week week or two weeks where I had a whole lot of nothing to do.
0: I would imagine the first week of January I'll finish it because I, yeah. I'll be recovering from a hangover and True. vomiting. So I'll, True. so I'll take Connor to the end of his journey. Oh, uh, let's see. Hurricane Sandy destroyed New York. In October,
1: well, not just New York, a whole lot of the eastern sea, uh, eastern yeah. seaboard.
0: Hurricane Sandy brought the wrath. We've we talked Her- a lot about yeah. this already. Hurricane in Sandy episode.
1: fucked up Coney Island, fucked up the Jersey Shore,
0: but we still went to Maryson's birthday party, and I still lost my iPhone, and still broke my toe. <laughs> Here's the thing I really want to talk about that, uh, that happened in October that was awesome. Is October started? It launched a DC Comics crossover event. Uh, that crosses over into all of the Batman books called Death of the Family, oh, yeah. which features the return of the Joker right. to the DC Universe in, in the New 52. Sure. Uh, the Joker appeared you know, in the first issue of Detective Comics, um, and he has been gone since then. They went through the whole Court of Owls story. Now he's come back, and it's it's mostly in the Batman books, and the, I'm sure the trade will just be the Batman stories. But he crosses over into everything. Like It shows up in Batman and Robin, Detective, uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws, Nightwing, Batgirl. Um, good gravy. Yeah, and it's wonderful. I it's I'm so good. Happy. It's it's a joker I'm story so written like a horror story, and he is as maniacal as he has ever been, if not more so. It's just everything wow. that I wanted from a new Joker story. There's like a new kind of angle to it. It's 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 I'm, it's I, the best thing that happened to me in comic books this that,
1: year. That that makes me very, very happy. Uh because it's I because so I just good. finished the court of owls you finished I, it in the trade I, yes. yeah i got i got the trade i picked up the trade and i was blown away i loved the court of owls and i want to get a court of owls mask i know i there's there's got to be somebody out there making court of owls masks i've seen them and i want one uh and it's what a what a brilliant new villain or a brilliant new thing for batman to fight against Do you Ooh, know the this? talons yeah just the, or just like this secret organization that, that that's been a secret in his city and here we are batman who There's nothing he doesn't know right like and here's the thing that's been operating under his radar this entire time and that's just that's creepy it's cool and I can't and I hope and I hope it's just it's just the start of more
0: because well there's a Talon spinoff series now oh is there now well there's like a rogue like a rogue member of the Court of Owls, one of their rogue assassins, uh-huh. and is he a good be- guy now. Yeah, he's like an antihero, oh, but his name is Talon, and he's got his own book now. Oh, all right. Uh, I read a couple issues of it, and I just don't care.
1: Uh, I, 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 that that seems like a cash grab to me. I would have loved for them to like remain, like because there's no more real, there's no more real League of Assassins anymore. You no. know, I mean, so the Court of Owls could have been what the League of Assassins were except far far greater. Well, mix.
0: they still exist. The Talon is basically like his missions No, to I take know down. no,
1: I know that, but it's like I just like it just seems to me like creating a character called Talon is a bit of a cra- cash grab. Yeah. You know, that's all. And and I'm and I'm and I just got the first trade for uh Batman and Robin. Born to kill. And,
0: Batman uh, and Robin again I've said it before I'll say it again it's my favorite of the Batman books in the new 52 <laughs> I love the, the art I love the writing yeah. I love the stories uh Batman and Robin uh, I can't believe you, I'm saying well, it but it's my favorite book of the, of the you
1: new you got me this for Christmas oh I did didn't I yeah and uh, I'm I'm loving every page of it and Damien he's a fucking little psychopath yeah
0: he's not stable that's good. We need like, if you're gonna keep having a bunch of robins, <laughs> they got to be able to define themselves.
1: Uh, but yeah, I, I haven't finished. I'm about halfway through, um, and I'm ex- I'm excited to, to finish it. I'll probably end up finishing it tonight. Actually,
0: So that was October. October was uh, uh, a November? November. 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 <laughs> remember, remember, Obama won the election.
1: Obama. So if you voted, you either feel you won or you feel you lost. Like, I I honestly don't care about politics and or government, but I knew you would ask me and I knew that if I didn't vote, I would be getting, you're not allowed to complain about big debate. No, I would
0: understand, though, why you wouldn't vote because it is such a a horrible inconvenience. You have to like swim through a sewer and then you have to slay a man with like a shard of glass. And then you have to fight an <laughs> army of robots so that you can um, uh, punch a couple holes in a, in a piece of uh, cardstock well, no, and I mean, the truth, go on with your day. Truth
1: be told, I really just don't give a shit. In much the same way about, about, I care more about sports than I care about politics. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty much convinced that this, this country is perfectly capable of running itself and ruining itself without me. Um, but I voted. I did my civic duty. I did my thing. I voted for all the people. And uh, so good for you, voters. And if you didn't vote, Schaefer
0: hates you. I don't hate you. If you didn't vote, you didn't vote. Great. That's your right as an American. Sure. Sure, sure. Congratulations. You exercised your right. It is my right as an American to tell you that you smell like (laughs) 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 poo-poo. Oh, and also that your face looks like a butt.
1: (laughs) Which would explain the poo-poo smell, I would imagine.
0: Oh, you are a man of science. It comes full circle. Uh, In November, there were two Epic Win Burlesque shows. I got to guest host the do-over of the show that was canceled by the Hurricane with the Hotties of Horror show. All of which 12 people showed up. I'd like to thank both of you for coming on out tonight.
1: (laughs) Yes. 12 people showed up because that was also the same night of the Freak Blizzard snowstorm. Right.
0: We had this weird Freak Blizzard like two weeks after. Fuck. I lost lost a lot of money that night. Yes. Uh, And also Epic Win Burlesque did a two-night run of their Lord of the Rings show. Which... I attended. Sold out like gangbusters. It was terrific. It was great. It was a great, great show. Um, I had celebrated my birthday, which means I am also now 28 years old. Yay! You also celebrate your birthday. uh,
1: It's not a birthday for you. It's a birthday week. It's a birth week. It's a birth week. You celebrate your birthday seven days in a row. I am way into my birthday. You like birthdays in
0: general. I do love birthdays.
1: I I do not.
0: It's a holiday for one. (laughs) You get to feel really special. <laughs> I like making my friends feel special for special days. <laughs> Am I drunk? I don't know. I think I might be getting drunk. Uh
1: but I remember I remember you were still celebrating your birthday several days after your birthday. Look, I wasn't my friends were. And no, no, you totally were, because apparently I wasn't allowed to give you shit. And every time I gave you shit, you would make me sing you happy birthday. No.
0: That was only on the 15th. That was only the day after my birthday because I didn't see you on my birthday. Two days after when it was Epic Win Show, I was, it was fair game. You were able to give me shit. It was that one night because you kept trying to give me shit. You kept going, shut up. I hate your face. And I would say like, no, you can't say that to me because for all intents and purposes, this is my birthday because I didn't see you on my birthday proper. So I only milked that for one day. That, that rule of in, being infallible. <laughs> I only did that for one day. True, but I didn't make people get like raise glasses to me for you know six days. Well, look, I, look I'm fucking meh. look, I'm hopelessly vain. <laughs> well, yes, that's true, that's true. But you're not a narcissist, which is great. We had a lovely Thanksgiving with my ex wife, Dr. Schaefer, as well as Lisa Two Eyes, whose name you might recognize as being a backing oh, yeah, vocalist yeah, yeah, on a lot of yeah. tracks on my last two. And uh, Lisa's parents, and Lisa's parents, very lovely people uh, in Forest Hills, Queens. Very Which is where people. the Ramones are from.
1: I had, I had, I had the, probably the most delicious cranberry punch cocktail I've ever had in my whole life.
0: Oh yeah, we yeah, it was powerful too. It was great. Uh, we had a very lovely Thanksgiving. It was a very lovely Thanksgiving. Yeah, that was November, December. We are in the home stretch.
1: <laughs> um, December was a weird fucking month because it just like it started out crappy and then got better and then it got crappy and then got better again. All right. Uh I it's like I don't even really know where to begin. Like I I got hired for gigs and I got fired for gigs. Um I got um I got internet hated on for stuff I didn't even do. Uh and it was just a crazy. Okay, look. Here's Nelson Lugo's PSA for you. Here is how This is good internet etiquette. In fact, this is good human behavior etiquette. A pro tip from me to you. If you say something to another person and the person who receives it is either offended or insulted or or has taken umbrage in some capacity to what you have said, your job immediately is to fucking apologize. Apologize. I don't care if your intention was to be jokey. I don't care if you meant it as a compliment. Fuck you. If you call me a handsome gentleman and for whatever reason that day I take offense to being called a handsome gentleman, your job is to say, I'm sorry. That's it. End of discussion. But the second you start blaming me, that it's my fault for not understanding it or maybe I'm being too sensitive or, or maybe uh, uh, I don't understand where it's coming from or maybe I should get a better sense of humor. You should go fuck yourself because that now you're blaming the victim and you're a bully and that's what bullies do. Here's a pro tip with dealing with human beings. Very simple. If you say something that somebody doesn't like, just fucking apologize. The more you dig in, the more you get defensive, the bigger the asshole you are. End of rant.
0: I'm sure the target audience will take note of that, of that message. <laughs> it's sad that they won't, but I'm glad you said it.
1: Well, you know what? It just, it boggles my mind. I mean, this, this all stems from a stupid internet kerfluffle that I'm not even going to dignify by, by giving you the story. But if you see me in person and you want to hear it, pull me aside and say, hey, Nelson, tell me the story of the internet kerfluffle. But, th- but the thing is, this all started with people that had nothing to do with me whatsoever. This, happened to, this was happening to a friend of mine that, and, and they were getting into an altercation through other people that I just happened to know tangentially somehow i got roped into all of it and i wasn't the cause of it i wasn't even there when it happened but somehow i got hated on for no good reason whatsoever when all that when which boggles my which is an entirely different fucking story but all all they had to do was say you know what i'm sorry
0: i didn't mean to upset you but that's not what you do is it internet no you get defensive yeah. and you stand your ground yeah. and you play the victim yeah. and then you rant for public sympathy everywhere because somebody on the internet didn't understand you because they didn't understand your joke. You don't realize that the, most of the people you're dealing with when you start these fights are strangers to you. We don't know your sense of humor. Yeah. If you if you piss somebody off just apologize. Why? I don't understand why. I don't understand why that's so difficult.
1: Uh, yeah, um and that was I mean that was like that was a like a small that was like one day in December and then that kind of soured December for me. It was just a weird thing that happened. Like, you know, I've gotten, this is a year in that, this is the first time in my life I've gotten fan mail and hate mail. I have never received fan mail, hate mail before in my life until this year. And it's a weird thing because now that I'm producing entertainment for larger and larger audiences or more varied and broad audiences, you know, I'm out there more and more. And I don't mind the fan mail. The fan mail is great. Like, I don't need it, but it's nice to see it and it's nice to read it. Um, but like the hate mail is kind of stupid yeah. because they don't really like, they're not hating the, it's not like they're hating me because what I do is bad. Like I'm a bad magician. If they said I was a bad magician, I'm like, well, okay, that's, I suppose suppose that's valid if you gave me exciting examples, but they're not even saying that they're just they're just writing hate mail for the sake of hate mail. Yeah. It's just, it's weird. I've never had to deal with that before. It's been a weird month, you know, Uh, but at the same time, like I'm I'm it's been a
0: great month because I'm booking all kinds of stuff for next year. But, you know, and you've had like moments of 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 fun. We went and saw a hip hop show in Astoria that featured members of Cannibal Ox and Goblin. Okay, that was more fun for me than you. Um, <laughs> the Hobbit came out. I fucking love The Hobbit. See, that made you happy. Their big me, hairy
1: feet. That made me. I saw it in three D and forty eight frames a second, oh. and I fucking loved every second of it. Oh. oh, misty mountains. Look, I'm gonna say it right now. I don't know the words. I'm a I'm a straight guy.
0: Through I like Dungeons I like women.
1: Thorn Oak and Shield. He's a handsome motherfucker.
0: Yeah especially when he runs in slow motion through the fire. Fuck yeah.
1: Oh, so what a badass that fucker is.
0: Yeah, I loved it. I love the Hobbit.
1: Um, I don't think like I th- I thought the movie was was a bit too padded. I mean, there there were some moments there that I thought were were kind of drawn out for the sake of making a movie. Sure. Um, but I, I think he can do this film in two. I think he could do the story in two films rather than three. Um, but that's not, Or that's, he could do it in three 2-hour films. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, it, it seemed there seemed to be a lot of filler in this movie.
0: Um, but the filler was still exciting.
1: Exactly. Exactly. My point. Like we
0: didn't. Need, I didn't need all of the, the rock giants fighting, but it was still a sick fight. Like,
1: well, no. Yeah, it was a damn sick fight. It's like, but the thing is, in the book that's like one sentence. I know. In the book, and I mean, I'm glad I got to see it, but I didn't need a 15 minute scene, you know. But I'm glad it's there, you know. And then there's there's then there's like that whole council with with uh, uh, Solomon and Gladriel and Elrond and Gandalf. And they're all talking about, Hey, you know, these dwarves are going on a quest. Well, they can't go on a quest. That scene's not in the book, <laughs> you no. know? And, but it's, but it's nice that it's there. Cause it kind of gives, you know, it kind of gives some stuff, you know, and, uh, I liked it a lot. I'm probably going to see it a couple more times because it. I just was so gobsmacked the first time I saw it. I, I know I missed some some delicate moments. Yeah, I
0: think I'll probably see it again yeah. too.
1: Well, should, we should probably see it together. Aww. Aww. I
0: cried. I'm
1: probably going to cry again.
0: Yeah, I like when he. I've never been more wrong in my life.
1: Oh my god! Whenever whenever people bow to a Hobbit to the Hobbits. Yeah. In all of his films, I start to tear up. It's Aww. just it's just a thing that I do. Well, that and I cry at all movies now.
0: Um, but- oh, another thing to uh, to shine a little a little happiness on an otherwise bleak end of the year. What's- um, <laughs> I think you probably had a pretty lovely Christmas. Am I right? I had a delightful Christmas. Oh,
1: great. I spent the day uh, with this douchey uh, rapper.
0: I hosted a Christmas Day get together here at Studio 6C for uh, Nelson Lugo yep. and uh, our friends Uh, Cherry Cola Mm -hmm. and B.B. Hart. Right. And we... We exchanged ate, presents, ate tons of food, and we. I made a feast of food it was and great. desserts, oh, and so good. we watched
1: movies. And we watched the Avengers. We
0: watched the Avengers and Little Shop of Horrors. We
1: sat well. Hold the we, director's cut. We sang along to the director's cut. We of watched Shop dra-
0: l- the director's cut of Little Shop of Horrors and sang along. Yeah, yeah. the all four of us, all on four the couch. of us.
1: We would we were singing along. It was great. It was
0: really wonderful. Can we all wore easy? we all wore pajamas. Yeah, we all. It, we, it was a pajama party. I mean, obviously, I missed my family. I you know I'm yeah. I'm close to my family. And I normally spend Christmases with them, but it's a huge trek for me to get to the Shire to visit them because <laughs> I'm from the Shire, you guys. It takes me forever. I have to like take two airplanes and then I have to rent a car and drive 100 miles through wasteland to get home. And I'm that's not that's not an exaggeration. No, that's exactly that's exactly what it, what it takes for me to get to go see my family. So it's expensive, it's arduous, it's 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 a hassle. So although I was you know it was bittersweet because I miss my family and I like to see my family on the holidays. I couldn't have imagined a better Christmas uh without my family to, it was, than it was, to be it was with lovely. to it be really with uh great people and just have a really good time and just do the the stuff that we all enjoy doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I want I want Little Shop of Horrors. I want the Little Shop of Horrors sing along to be a, a traditional Christmas thing.
0: I think it should be. Yeah, it
1: was wonderful. It was great. All four of us were just belting it, and it's like I'm. It's like I'm constantly shocked by how well I know that music.
0: Yeah, I was shocked by how well you know that music. <laughs> I was shocked. Cherry Cola was going like, she was doing like because the director's cut has songs that uh, weren't in the Towards theatrical the release. The end, theatrical yeah. release that were just there in the Broadway version. Um, and uh, so, yeah, when some of us, we started petering out on some of those sing-along vocal was still going during, strong. Like, during, like, Meek Shall Inherit and, yeah. like, Don't Feed the Plants. Right. Oh, Cherry Cola was rocking it. Yeah. So, good job. It was great. Uh, it was
1: great. I mean, all in all, I think it was a good year.
0: Um, I mean, we it, didn't die in the apocalypse.
1: You know what? I'm kind of sick and tired of people and their fucking apocalyptic proclamations. I survived Y2K. I survived uh, the beginning of the rapture, and then the other beginning of the rapture, and then I survived this Mayan thing. Uh, I'm just, I'm really kind of sick and tired by these sort of alarmist internet end of the world proclamations. I just, it's just so, it, it was funny at first, now it's just kind of sad.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, 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 I'm sorry. You just have to get used to it because that's, that's going to be part of internet culture forever. There's, fucking the, just apocalyptic. Somebody's, somebody's nah, yeah. Somebody's digging into some like, you know, Aztec scrolls now. Well, no, here's the, to,
1: here's the problem. Like every year, some, some Bible thumping insane person like picks a date out of randomness and says, that's the day where the world is going to end. And then they're always wrong. It's just these, these four dates happen to be the ones that got the most. Like airtime, basically. Yeah. But every year, some some Bible thumping sure. guy is making some kind of end of the
0: world process. It's it's it, it's good. It's a good recruitment strategy.
1: Well, no, it's not because it keeps failing. It keep, like the, like no, but it's, it doesn't it's matter. The worst you PR still,
0: you no, it's the best because you still manage to sweep a, a, bunch, a handful of suckers like up into like. No, I know, but the thing is, I was. I mean, I was. I've been an atheist for quite some time
1: now, um, and nothing nothing has reaffirmed my choice to be an atheist than all of these failed apocalyptic dates because they keep getting it wrong and they're always gonna keep getting it wrong because that's not how science works.
0: You're not the target for that. You're smart, you read, you're eloquent. (laughs) Eloquent? Yes. That's a word
1: you have never used to describe me. Well,
0: by comparison. I see. To. Okay, there's there's your qualification. To the hell folk. They're like, okay. fireball's gonna come from the sky because an ancient society predicted it. And then they're like, where do I give you my check? Here's the problem
1: with the Mayan thing. I have year, year-long year calendars that run out every single year. <laughs> I don't make apocalyptic you know, uh, uh, proclamations because my kitty calendar has run out.
0: I'm so surprised that you have a kitty calendar. I don't
1: have a kitty calendar. I hate cats.
0: I know. I hate them so much. <laughs> Look, we didn't die this year in an apocalypse,
1: and we're never going to die in a fucking a, a biblical ap- no. apocalypse.
0: No, we're not going to die in an, apo- in, a, in an apocalypse in 2013. No, we might die. We might die. Yeah, I think I, I and, think there's a better bet that I'm going to die than you're going to die.
1: No, I my my health has been deteriorating pretty quickly. Yeah, I I, I I had I had a complete physical this year. That's another thing that happened. I had a complete lung uh examination and the doctor looked at me and said uh in 10 years you're going to be on an oxygen tank wow and in, in another 10 years you're probably dead
0: that's you never told me that until now
1: well yeah well you only got 10 years in you i've got 20 years 10 I of which it. 10 of which are probably going to be uh, okay and I got, then you know what I need to do? 10 years of like agony.
0: I got to start really stepping up the stupid because there's no fucking way I'm outliving you.
1: You got to step up the stupid. You heard me? Well, I got I got I got I got 20 years is what I was told. Yeah. So i I'm going to live to be 40. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, cool. Quick math, yeah. Quick math, guys. Um, so you've got you've got at least that long, but I'm going to tell you, like the last ten years are not going to be pleasant. I'm going to be like in pain. No,
0: I don't even want to see those because I don't have to. Here's the thing: I don't want you to die before me. Yeah, but I also don't want you to. I don't have to take care of you. And let's face it: I'm going to be your. I'm going to be your caretaker. That's
1: true. (sighs) That's true. In fact, um, I've already written a will. I
0: know you told me this at Christmas. Why would you tell me on Christmas? Because built. it's the
1: gift that keeps on giving. Oh,
0: it's so creepy. Look, I, I just, I'm not going to outlive you. I can't. You don't have a choice in the matter. No, I do have a choice in the matter, actually. Well,
1: unless, unless you actively Stepping your life. up
0: the stupid.
1: Stepping up the stupid.
0: <laughs> well. I need to leave a goodish looking corpse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, on that grim note,
1: Um, yes, so uh, uh, hopefully uh, you guys have had a wonderful and safe year um, and not too much horrible things happen to you. And if you had some horrible things happen to you this year, then I'm very sorry. Um, But you know what? It gets better, folks. It gets better.
0: You're such a surprisingly sunny optimist at times.
1: You know what? (laughs) Here's the thing. I actually am an optimist. I know. I know you are. Most people don't think I am. Well, no,
0: because you are publicly uh, a sourpuss. Yeah, but I know you, and I know that you are pretty optimistic. But, I am, but I am. publicly you're like Bleh.
1: Yeah, publicly, uh, but I'm I'm basically the human version of Grumpy Cat. Yes. On the internet.
0: Hope your t- 2012 wasn't miserable, and your 2013. Well, it's going to be f- half full of pleasure and half full of suffering. <laughs> yeah, like just like just like every, every other, other year. year. Yes.
1: Well, that has been our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Next month, we're going to come back. We're going to have a guest. We're going to talk about uh, all kinds of wonderful, wonderful things. Um, And uh, this is, you know, we'll, we'll keep doing the podcast as long as you keep listening. If you have any questions, comments, love letters irrational hate for no reason whatsoever, you can email us at epicpiecast at Uh, uh, um, gmail.com. We both see it. So uh, uh, if you want to write a letter specifically for Schaefer, uh, just say, just put in the subject for Schaefer. If you want to write specifically for Nelson, just write in the subject for Nelson. Or if you just have a general question, just say, you know, to the podcast. That's how it works. Epicpiecast at gmail.com. I live for your emails. Seriously, that's the only way I know people are listening to this damn thing.
0: Yes, please let us know that people are listening to this thing.
1: <laughs> if, you, if you just want to send us a short email to say, hey, I listened to it. You know, maybe we should do a contest next time. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're gonna do. All right. So we're gonna get. We're gonna. Schaefer and I are going to uh, do a contest where we're gonna have some prizes, and it'll be uh, one or two winners. But the way that you'll enter is by via an email question. But if you have questions for us for what, this
0: for this one, so if they yeah. starting now. So next month we're gonna pick a winner.
1: Yes, and we'll And we'll determine. Well, yes. So basically, here's the contest. The contest is you have to email us to uh, to say something. It could be anything. Anything you want. It could be a question, a comment. Love mail, hate mail, whatever, if you send us an email, your name will get dropped into a hat, and you will get a prize and we'll announce that winner at the next podcast we haven't determined what the prize is, but it will be awesome. I promise you hella awesome, hella awesome, and I think that's it I think uh, I think that's a wrap I think it's a, it's been a good year it's been a bad year it's been in a different year
0: let's get out of this year
1: let's get the fuck out of this year. Happy wintertime holidays, everybody. Happy new year to everybody. This has been the Epic Podcast. My name is Nelson Lugo. And my name is
0: Schaefer the Dark Lord. Be safe, internets. Bye. The Epic Podcast is brought to you by Nerdy Show. All programming on the Nerdy Show network is listener supported. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, you can show your support by telling a friend or going to nerdyshow.com and clicking the support button. Even a small contribution gets you cool nerdy perks and allows you to take part in our monthly support drive contests. For more episodes of the Epic Podcasts, videos, contests, and other nerdy programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Subscribe to all our latest episodes via the iTunes Store. And remember to follow us on Facebook, Tumblr, and Twitter at Nerdy Show to keep up to date on the latest nerdy show news.